Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Gallagher. As it's International Week, it means there's no regular free feed podcast, so we've decided to release part one of our very popular feature podcast series, Best of the Best. Um, these feature pods are usually long form, and so this episode is in two parts. If you enjoy it and want to hear the rest of it, you can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 90 Cynic. If not, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Welcome to Best of the Best. I'm your host, Christopher Gallagher, and I'm joined by the best of the best when it comes to panels for features. Uh, you've you've heard these this collective on Timeline Celtic. You've heard this collective on the season review. You've now got them on Best of the Best. To my right hand side, uh, fuck fascism. It's Chris Bowd. He just puts hand up, and it's, yep. it's not a video oh, pod. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fuck the fascists. Fuck the fascists. Uh, I like your t-shirt. Uh, it's cool. It's uh, a milkshake, an arm with a mil- milkshake, and it says fuck fascism. Superb. Chris Bowd. Smash beard. the fash. Smash it. Straight ahead of me is uh, Paul Carlin, um, formerly of Dan and Anacroid, currently of... Jotland Songs, I guess. <laughs> wow. I haven't played a gig in like a year. So what do you want to be? LP Radios. LP Radios. Paul, Paul Carlin. Carlin. Thank um, you. He's looking terrific. His hair is slimline and chic. Well, three people in the last two weeks told me that I had Tory hair. And I wasn't happy about it. Tory Amos, so of course. I, I went to the barber and he fixed me right up. I don't know if it's appropriate to, to put this in the podcast, so you can just ask Chris to delete it. <laughs> but I noticed, I'd seen a picture of Rudy Vata wow. the other day. And it's basically you put through the age app on FaceApp. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yep. Rudy Vata. Now, Rudy Vata. I, I've not seen Rudy Vata recently. Uh, I remember what he looked like with when he had that sort of... Uh, what's the hair when it comes down the back? Mullet. A mullet, when he had his mullet. Uh, Sounds great, doesn't he? I, I remember him. I can't... Yeah, he's... Uh, mm, no. I mean, I've not seen it. Paul's no. offended. I'm not offended. I'm not, you know, I never thought the first um, player's name that I would have heard in this podcast would <laughs> have been Rudy Vata. <laughs> best of the best. Uh, before we come to... There he Al. is there. Rudy Vata. As a card. That's really... That's... Because he's got a grey beard. Pretty, that's the only reason, right? right. So offensive. let's put your picture through FaceApp. This is not the time nor the place, okay, crowd. We'll do it afterwards. Um, yeah, we'll do sorry. that the, the booze later on. Alan Edgar. Hello. How are you? Fantastic, thank you very much. So you were part of the best of the worst, which was a nightmare from beginning to end. Loved it. Loved it. This should be more fun, I guess. No, the best best of the worst was terrific, and we're going to do more of those. Um, there's plenty to get through. Plenty, plenty of those players to get through. Plenty of those players, unfortunately, to get through. So this is best of the best. Let me just explain a few things about it. So this is a series um, that we'll be doing throughout the season and the upcoming seasons. So, it's 11 players that we're going to pick um, 
each panellist will have a choice for each position and they will state the case for the player that they pick. It's all random. They don't know what players are going to get because of we folded up pieces of paper. Um, so there'll be an 11 at the it's, end. It's accurate. It's accurate. I mean, it is. Uh, we folded up pieces of paper. Um, oh, that's really offensive. <laughs> I've just seen the picture of... Whoa! Jesus. I look like Rudy Vata. The cross between... Rudy Vata. A cross between... You're going to have to put this I'm on the Patreon. I'm going to have to put this on the Patreon. I actually look like my dad. I look exactly like my dad. Does Rudy Vata look like your dad? Uh, he actually, he does a bit. <laughs> this explains everything then. Um, but let me let me finish this. So, um, so this is a series we're doing. Uh, so basically, this is since 2000. This is best of the best since 2000. Um not everybody's going to be involved. We can't obviously fit every there's single only, player. There's only three position, players for each position. Ex- exactly. So there's only 33, 33 players. Is that right? There are 11 people <laughs> in a side. Right, he's doing the maths. <laughs> he's doing the maths. 33. Yeah. Um, so there's only 33 players. So if, if, if we get to the end and you're like, how's this guy knowing it and how's that guy knowing it? That we will eventually get to the point where they're an option. And... One of the answers is that Henrik Larson's a bit shit. Yes, Henrik Larson isn't in this because Monty fuck. It's the best we want, no yeah. the worst. Oh, oh, so we're no joking anymore? No, we're not. Fuck not that. when we talk about the King of Kings. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Larson isn't in this because wouldn't he be would. Choice. Yes, it wouldn't be a choice. He would just be. He would just be chosen. Um, like there, he was. There might be a. Chosen. There might be an opportunity to do something where. We choose the ultimate best um, throughout time. Chinese. Uh, you know, Kenny Dalglish, Henrik Larsson, etc. Can't name any other players. Um, but, so essentially, so if you, if you, you know, if one of your players that you really like isn't in this, they'll be in another episode. And then what we'll do is we'll take all those uh, teams and we'll break it down. We'll do a quarterfinal, a semifinal, till we, we come up with our best of the best. That probably won't be for another couple of seasons, to be fair. So so that's fine. We're building towards that. I have a spreadsheet. So it's all good. So there's no Larson. Uh, it's since 2000. Um, there's a couple of conten- contentious positional decisions, but I'll talk through that when I was making the list. Um and also, we've not so since two thousand. Does not we've not taken anywhere from the nineties or anyone anything because I think the nineties as a decade deserves its own uh, show as well. And if I mentioned Paul McStay and Chris Amari wasn't here, he would batter me. That's fair. So that's where we are. Final point on Rudy Vata. He was uh, uh, he seek, suck asylum when uh, France were playing. <laughs> what did he do? He suck asylum. Lucky Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tier 3, CFC, weird oral sex jokes. Uh, no, he, um, him, and who did he play for again? I think it would be Sot Asylum. No, he sucked it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what what country did he play for again? I can't remember. Albania. Albania, yep. yeah. So Albania was playing France, uh, and I think it was the World Cup 1990 qualifying, and uh, the team got to France, the Albanian team, and half of them uh, sought asylum in France, and that's how he got to, you know, come to Celtic and, and play for us. Um, so there you go. Small fact. So everything is laid out on the table. Um, goalkeeper, right back, left back, ball playing centre half, stopper, uh, midfield general, goal scoring midfielder, left wing, right wing. Uh, what's the last two? What's the strikers? Chicken wing. Um, target, <laughs> target man, man and goal man? machine. Target man, goal machine. I'm a vegan, yeah. so tofu wing. 
Fair Good enough. to see it's a four four two for the old days there. Oh, the old days. Well, that's us to be fair. I'm <laughs> so I'm not having this, by the way. What? Not it. The Celtic da thing. Oh, no chance. Paul, look no at chance. you. Come on, <laughs> Celtic da. Come on. None of us has ke- have kids, but we are all Celtic dads. There's no question. But also, we're going four four two. I was going to go like three five two or something, or but then I thought, fuck it. You know what I mean? Old school money, Aldo. Absolutely. I've never called you Aldo before and I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that right out. Okay, so you know how Seems it works. We will start with goalkeepers. Alan Edgar, if you can bring the three wee bits of paper um, up and uh, put them in the middle. And should a wee bit of a tune? Maybe like some... I, I was led to believe there would be a tombola this time. There is no tombola. Bowd's hat. Put it in Bowd's hat. Bowd has a weird hat thing. Well, it's not a weird hat thing, it's just a hat. Um, so put, put when you're the, a baldy, you have to think about the sun. Exactly, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, I'm the very same. Um, so Alan put it in the hat. Alan I mean, looks disgusted with the fact. Yeah, nah, nah. probably got my sweat in it. Right, let's just so just pick one, just pick one each, and um, have a look. Uh, don't give away who it is right away, I'll come round the table, but he's happy with... These are all going to be class players, to be fair, so... Uh, goalkeeper-wise, Alan, who have you got? Uh, I believe he's at the Grand Morale, Fraser Foster, the yellow wall or the big wall or whatever it was. Grand Morale, yeah, I'm not Spanish, so I, w- I wouldn't have I'm not playing out for the back, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not the start I was looking for. Uh, Paul Carlin. The Holy Goalie. Arthur <clears> Boric, <throat> love it. Did I happy with that? I oh, delighted. delighted. Well, I've won. Well, I mean, yes, but let, let's uh, have, oh, it means Bowd's got Craig Gordon. I've got the, st- the staunch goalie. Gordon. <laughs> uh, so what we want is we want a staunch defence of your goalkeeper and why they should be in the best of the best team and then we'll have a vote uh, and uh, we'll decide that way. So let's start with, uh, we'll start with Alan. Alan, talk me through Fraser Foster. Fraser Foster for us was initially slow start. Don't think... If you would have said at the time he came in, if you would have said that down the line he would be um, a twelve million pound player, ten million yeah, pound player, and additionally he would be kind of knocking on the door and then eventually getting into the England team when he came through, I don't think that was really the um, the expectation. But he played in a a Celtic team at a time when we had a lot of good talent, but it wasn't a great team necessarily. Um, but some of the individual performances he put in were unforgettable. I mean, mean, uh, you you jokingly, um, what was the Spanish for yellow wall or whatever you call it? I think it was, was it not La Gran Morale or something like that? Yeah, I think that's what, that was a headline in, I think was it Marca or whatever newspaper it would have been. What I would say about Fraser Foster, he was fantastic when it came to one-on-ones. One-on-ones, I think, were one of his strongest points. Um, And his sheer size was... um, you know, it was, it was a big advantage, but you've seen big goalkeepers before, but I think what he did was he developed his game, he improved his game to a stage where actually he was very commanding with it. It wasn't great necessarily with cross balls, I think that was always something. <laughs> balls into the box, eh? Yeah, I mean, which for a goalkeeper obviously is a slight downside. Um, his kicking, as I kind of alluded to, not his strength either. He, he really always did struggle with Didn't the have kicking. a lot of strengths. <laughs> um, <laughs> Foster. That's he what was I'm very being. big. <clears throat> Fourth choice at Newcastle. Big, behind yeah. that 
Krull guy or whatever he was called. Uh, Krull. It's a film. It's a sci-fi yeah, film. Yeah, Big Spinny. Uh, Big Spinny. Uh, 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 um, it's Skeletor Hings. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Paul, what's your thoughts on Fraser Foster? I liked him. Um, I remember a penalty save against Hearts when we were 2-1 up. Yes. Yeah. Um, that really was, I think, we'd, I think we'd signed him permanently at that point and it was like, right, cool, we've got a, we've got a good goalie. Um, I, I think he had two loan spells. Yeah, he came up on loan and uh, did okay, didn't set the header alight, went back down, um, Neil Lennon tried to get three or four other goalkeepers. We were linked with Westwood, I think, as well, and we just kept trying to get goalkeepers and... Westwood. <laughs> the big wow. dog yeah Jesus <laughs> very very good yeah it was good um, and so we kept going for our targets we were linked to that summer and then we eventually came back for Fraser Foster and it was almost kind of like oh we've just went back to the guy because no one else will come but we signed him and he his improvement was quite big over a small period of time Aye. just having a look through his timeline um in terms of his loans and how he ended up coming to Celtic, the we'll take this with a pinch of salt given the source, but um, when he did sign, apparently the quote that was made by Neil Lennon was, he's a big boy, he's come highly recommended, his age is the only thing going against him, because otherwise he has all the qualities you would look for. Can't really do a great deal about his age, can he? Um, <laughs> can you improve on your age, son? Can you improve on your age? His age was too young? I would think so for a goalkeeper, because generally you're looking for a a slightly um, more experienced, more seasoned goalkeeper like the man you're going to yeah, tell well, us about, good. Chris. Yep. Excellent segue. Uh, so, Fraser Foster, that's uh, that's Alan's pick. It was not his pick, but that's Alan's defend. Uh, Chris Bod. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Gordon, what, what, what can you say? What do you need to say? Everybody hates him. <laughs> that's what you need to say. <laughs> because he's such a great guy. Aye. It's a rags to riches story. Oh, here we go. You know? Um, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> The rags of middle-class Edinburgh <laughs> or wherever he was from. Hold on a minute. Do we know that he's... Mid- I mean, he probably is. I mean, look at him Come for on. fuck's sake. But Come on. Uh, but no, he, he goes. He's obviously outstanding for Hearts. Which, at, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gets Only a big move to England. Gets injured. Looks like his career's over. And then rides into the sunset with Celtic. Saves us. Saves his career. <laughs> saves us? What the fuck are you talking we about? We needed a keeper, <laughs> We needed a keeper. It's not the same as saving us. Um, and his perfor- I think people forget how much Craig Gordon carried us in those early seasons. Some of his performances were... Uh, uh, during Dyla seasons. Yeah. yeah. Genuinely world-class. And if people have listened to the Dyla Years podcast, but yeah. I think... Um, Christian, it must be mentions it. I'm sure it will be Christian. Uh, goals to games, like goals conceded to games, it's the best season Celtic ever had, going back to like, 1913, yeah. 1914, something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, and a, as I say, a huge part of that was Craig Gordon. Not only did he kind of help uh, sort the defence out, just bringing that old experienced head and commanding the defence what to do, but some of his saves were just world class. Yeah, I mean, I think the defence that, uh, you know, myself and Sermani and obviously you as well, but throughout the kind of seasons when we have been defending Gordon, when he's got unnecessary criticism is at times is he makes saves that no one else can make that we've had, uh, other than probably Boric. Um, Gordon's shot-stopping is insane. His problem, I think, is people don't like him. I, I don't know why people don't yeah, like see, him. I'll be honest, when you, you guys are kind of saying there, I, I don't dislike Craig Gordon at all. I, I, don't, I don't understand I, the, 
There's a there's a there's a lot it. of video yeah, like there. He played for Hearts. Played he for was Hearts. really good for Hearts. <clears throat> a long, yeah, long time, long time ago. ago yeah, I know. I mean, he's not he's not got the same likability, I think, as as another goals. goalkeeper. Can you think of one? Maybe <laughs> <before> <laughs> <you've got? laughs> Can I come on to one quite soon? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I agree with the uh, most of what you've said. A great shot stopper, terrible with the ball at his feet. Yeah, like, but really here's he... the point about that. Two points. Oh, fucking First goes. of all, if you're a manager and your number one goalkeeper isn't particularly good at distribution, you need to fucking factor that into your thinking. That's why. That's, but that's, that's why. That's why Rogers' fault. But that's why Brendan Rodgers' flaw. But Brandon, not Craig Gordon's flaw. But well, Brandon, it is his flaw. But Brendan Rodgers brought in the uh, Vries. Well done. <laughs> Aye, Brendan Rodgers how'd that work yeah, out yeah if we had to pick between Craig Gordon and Brendan Rodgers I mean there's no context right yeah yeah. Craig Gordon every day of the week. I, I think we the other thing is he's a goalkeeper doesn't need to pass get over it he can save the ball get that's over his it. job get over that's, it De Vries <laughs> was <laughs> allegedly De Vries's, um distribution was exceptional yeah. I didn't think he was that good at passing a ball either in fairness nah, nah. I mean <laughs> aside from the fact he had hands made a lettuce other than you know, he, wrists, he, 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 his passing was Genuinely quite poor, Devries. Um, the the one thing you've got to say about Gordon as well, when he retires, moves on, does whatever he does next, whether he's here next year or not. What we've got to remember is is that that first treble season, one of the most iconic Celtic images of probably the last twenty years, oh, no yeah. question, features Craig Gordon in it. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that. I think I'll always probably remember that. That's his iconic moment. That's probably the zenith of his kind of yes. Celtic career. Certainly, you know, he was number one goalkeeper at that point, off the back of a great season for both the club and himself personally. Yeah, also I mean, points for shagging. <laughs> oh, of course, because a lot of Celtic goalies have got a history of playing away from home, and he did. Yeah, um, that's a very old-fashioned statement, isn't it? Playing away from home, playing away the from PG home. version. Yeah. Uh, Shagging Celtic reporters, essentially. Yeah, you know. Because that happened. I mean, he's a good looking boy, though, right? Craig Gordon, you know, in a kind of action man style. Like, he's got a, quite a square well, face, something like that. Well, you're you would probably <laughs> No, I've got Proud Boy here now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So we've had Fraser. <laughs> we've had Fraser Foster here. Uh, Alan, we've had. Uh, by the way, it's perfect that you've got Craig Gordon, just so you're aware, Bowdy. Craig Gordon, Bowdy. Now to the winner. I'm sorry, um, now to number three, uh, the holy goalie, Arthur Boric. Talk me through it, Paul Carlin. So when you think about Celtic icons, yes, the the true greats, looking back over the years, you know, Larson, McStay, Johnson, McNeil. There's only really Mo one. Oh, Johnston, are you sure about <laughs> There's only really one, one goalie that kind of leaps head and shoulders above the rest of them. And it's Boric. He was an outstanding goalkeeper, really skillful, made some amazing saves. He was also absolutely crazy. Fan favourite. You don't know what he was going to do next if he's not giving the Vickies to the Rangers fans or... Blessing himself. Yeah. He loved the Pope and the Pope loved him. Yep. <laughs> he did not care, but he had the skill and the moxie to back it up. Um, penalty saves. Scoring penalties? Scoring penalties, yeah. What a, what a penalty that was. Oh, yeah. well. Fucking Side perfect. foot into the top, top, top right-hand corner. Uh, Boric is the first keeper uh, Celtic have ever had where... I, it's hard to kind of put into words like how safe you felt with Boric in goal. Like, so when we go away from home and it's a European game and our goal's probably going to get peppered with shots and stuff, we were all, you know, we were not, not, not that we would win every game, but like, he was just so good. I think the first two seasons, 
some of the best goalkeeping display displays I've seen ever. It's just a shame that, like, if if Boric was their goalkeeper, I know that people say this a lot, but if Boric had been their goalkeeper in Seville, yeah, yeah. or just under that Neil team, like in that in the Champions League, I mean, who's to say where we could have ended up? And and he he had it all out. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, for us, for our generation, he was the first keeper, like. Packy Bonner, we all loved him, but oh, did we though? That's I, no, I did love. He was all Bonner. we had. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I like the nice stories of Packy coming over when he's talking about getting the boat over from Larne and things. Aye, not not a great goalkeeper, but <laughs> no. a lovely melodic <laughs> he was, voice. He's he's a, a, he was a nice guy. He's a lovely man. He, he was a proud boy. He, <laughs> <laughs> he looks exactly the same now. Oh, I see him kicking about my work sometimes, and he's he's got his hair's like. Dark brown. I don't think he uses just for men or anything like that. He just has the the uncracked face of a lovely, gentle Irish man. What what kind of gloves is he wearing nowadays? <laughs> uh, the ones with the fingers caught. Yeah. But he's you know he's a he's a good Donny. Never we, trust a goalkeeper when you don't see them with, with gloves on. Always <laughs> uncomfortable. See, see when you get a trophy at the end of a game or the end of a season, you know, Scottish Cup final, and you see the goalkeeper and he takes his gloves off to lift the cup. If I was a manager, I would be, no, I'd, I'd be furious. Actually, absolutely, get your gloves back on, and you don't get a medal. But we literally had not had a great keeper in our, our lifetimes or our memories. On top of that, the current buns keeper daft. The current buns? Who the fuck are you? That's, that's, that's are PG. You a, are you a character that, yeah. from the Beano? I still use that. The yeah. current buns? You're not in work though, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You can call them Rangers, it's fine. Um, but I think one of my, uh, Borrow, when you're kind of bringing that into it as well, one of my favourite videos, if you've had a right good few too many drinks oh, after a Celtic game, it. one of my favourite videos is um, it's obviously a Rangers fan that's filmed it and it's when Borok's coming out for the second half at Ibrooks and they're all you know singing whatever they're singing and you know waiting and then they see him getting closer and closer and then you see the hush descends over and you see him turning and he blesses himself and then suddenly it's boo <laughs> oh, bastard yeah, it's I love that see if you get, get wound up with that but please see, film it more often but you see like the, the clip where um, it's the end of the game and Ferguson comes up to shake his hand and he just refuses. And he's like, I'm not going to shake those ha- th- their hands. They're my enemy. I, I don't like them. They don't Love like it. me. It's just like, I'm all for like, oh, we're all pals and we're all professional that. But there's a lovely wee bit of hatred there. Mm. And that should really be, intri- you know, it should be pumped into It's a unique players. selling point. It is. It's a, it's a U. S. S. P. P. Yes, I did forget those letters halfway through. But so Boric, I think... Um, Fucking what a boy, by the way. Unbelievable goalkeeper, made incredible saves. If he played against Armidia Bratislava instead of David Marshall, we probably would have qualified for the Champions League that week, that season. Um, He's had an amazing career, though, as well. And a great uh, goalie for Poland, as well. Fantastic goalie. Can't remember what World Cup it was. Uh, 2008, probably. In Poland yeah, did I well think on. it would be, because I think come 2012... Potentially, so uh, um, Chesney, Chesney maybe yeah. displaced him yeah. at that point. Um, I've just noticed as well that you've you clearly had to rewrite Foster because you spelt it Foster. F O S T E R, yeah. Mm. And then I was like Foster. <laughs> nice, nice. But anyway, so let's vote um, goalkeeper. Uh, I'll vote first. I, actually, no, I don't get a vote. Um, Alan, your vote. It's got to be Arthur. Absolutely. Paul Boric. Bowd. Arthur. Arthur Boric. So that's goalkeepers out of the way. Um, nice to get a nice solid base for the defence. Starting off with Arthur Boric. Or Blessed Arthur. by a great keeper. 
blessed. Blessed by the holy goalie. Because he, yep, blessed himself. Uh, Alan, give us uh, the right backs. The right back. And we are a go. Back. (laughs) So everyone's reaching in. There's a wee reachy reach. Richie Reach. Okay, so are you all happy? Um, all Can you happy. see who else it is? So it's interesting because right back... I've got uh, a winner, I'll tell you that right now. Um, oh, I know who you've got then. Um, so right back, best of the best. There is a lot of... You know, Martin O'Neill, for example, used the same 11 for most of his reign. So there's not a lot of mixing and variation. Um Obviously, Strachan and stuff used... Essentially, there's not a lot of right-backs. There's not a lot of right-backs or wingers. There's tons of central midfielders. There's tons of central defenders. There's tons of strikers. But there's a couple of positions where we're not necessarily got the best options. Right-back, we do in terms of... uh, There's not a lot of options, but the options are very, very good. There's one right-back who... I'll come to it when it happens. So, Alan, who have you got? Who is your right-back... I've got the recently departed Mika Lustig. Hold on a second, he's not dead. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Genk. Genkt. Or Gent. Genk. Don't really care. One of them. Belgium. He's gone. Apparently, see, if you, you know, they tweet something, because see, because they're such plankton, if you tweet them, they tweet you back. <laughs> Embarrassing. Is that not good fan engagement, no? Embarrassing. I've been tweeting certainly for months and then nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not even close. <laughs> so, we get Mika Lustig. Mikael, Mika, Mika, whatever you want. Lustig for Aldo. Again, I called you Aldo, Aldo again. He's no one Aldo. I, hate it. I, think, we'll, I Aldo. think we'll move on. We'll move on. Paul. I've got Jackie Mike Namara. Jackie Mike Namara. I'm happy with the, my choice. Happy with that. Well, That's my good. Selection, choice. I think this is going to be a tough one to call personally. Uh, Chris Bowd. Uh, Andy Hinkle. Andy Hinkle. Fantastic. Oh. So we've got three. So with the goalkeepers, I think as soon as we heard the name Arthur Boric, I think we decided. We knew it was going to be him. This is different because I think these three players are all high level. They all played exceptionally well for Celtic. Um, I'm going to start with Paul Carlin. Uh, Jackie McNamara, tell me. When you talk about Celtic icons... (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, I would say Mr. Dependable, right? Jackie Mack's in your team... You're going to be safe, right? Yeah. Not only can he defend, he can bomb down at one point, could bomb down the right wing, great at crossing, could play in midfield, could actually play at left back as well. He was yes, quite he did. your, your yeah. classic utility player. Um, I was tempted to put him at left back, um, but I didn't. That's it. He's, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best you've ever seen. It's Jackie McNamara in the hoops of white and green. Um, but yeah, so McNamara, a uh, proper Celtic man Aye. as well. If, uh, if that counts for anything. If that's a thing. Um, club captain at one point. Yes. Against, um, ba- against Barcelona, he was a club captain. He was the team captain. Uh, I just remember Jackie Mack being a, a really great, solid player. Like someone that you knew you could count on. Very rarely made mistakes. Um, had his injury problems, I guess. But uh, when he was at his peak, he would probably be one of the first names in the team sheet, I imagine, in yeah. those days. Um, had a bit of a weird time. Was it was it Strachan that dropped him for a bit, or one of the, one of the managers? He sort of fell out of the squad for a bit. Maybe it was the end of Martin O'Neill. I, I think under Strachan, yeah, that's when he left. Came in, he, he aye, left, aye. Um, and I think everybody was not. not I wouldn't even say surprised by that because that suggests you're not bothered by it. I think everybody was shocked at that. Yeah, well, we're yeah. not. You know, not when he stabbed us in the back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I see. Oh, you know, but we're not too late offering him a contract. Like we any... offered him up. Did you know the rumor is? <clears throat> don't necessarily know if Jackie McNamara, since what I've heard since, is the greatest and most reliable source. But he says that Lowell offered him a contract when he was on the train down to Wales. Yeah, on the motorway or, or something. Like yeah. flying down or whatever. So I think there was the ball was dropped probably on, on both both parts. Um, so it's interesting. Um, McNamara, to me, was, you know, sort of under Burns, was one of the best, most dyma- dynamic fullbacks that Celtic had. Um, went on to have a fantastic season under Wim Janssen. Um then Gloss continued under Martin O'Neill when he came into uh, when Martin O'Neill came in, Jackie was injured, and we bought a gat to be a replacement or a backup. But a gat took off, mm. and I, that was at the point when McNamara said, pretty much realised I've got to do something here. So played left back, played central mid, played right wing. Um, he was just, he ended up evolving into a really, really, really great player. Um, and it was because of, I think, the idea that someone comes in and pushes your position, pushes you for competition, that you realise, you know, I'm going to have to do a little bit more. To, to, to play all those positions that you referenced there, you need to have a really good kind of football IQ. Yeah. And, and he really did. I think for someone who primarily played as a defender as his career went on he always had that ability to connect play and move forward I think he scored a goal against Hibs I think and it was just consecutive passes along right up the right hand side with a lovely finish at the end and it was just it was that way he always had to keep moving he he realised that he had to kind of keep driving forward and I I suppose maybe being a, a little bit harsh in terms of time but in early 2000 in Scottish football, that wasn't something that was as common. I would say fullbacks now are expected to do that. To do that, whereas at that time it was more of a flat back four, as opposed to you know what we've got now with the the two centre halves with a midfielder dropping in. You didn't really have that then. It was a lot simpler and a lot more straightforward. Yeah. About thoughts on Jackie McMamara? McMamara. Uh, I, I I joked about him stabbing in the back. I was devastated when Jackie McNamara left. So why did you make um, the joke then? Because I'm a terrible defence mechanism and also <clears throat> I've got my man to push you. Oh, that's a good point. He's a salesman. Chris yeah. Bowd's a salesman. So you know, stuff. utility player. How can we have a right back who isn't a right back? <laughs> Here it's we nonsense. go. This is the attack. <laughs> uh, this is the attack. No, You're going to enjoy this season coming. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but no, he's a great player, as as we've already said, and yeah, he this adaptability. But I also just remember. He, he just seemed like a genuinely nice guy. He was so humble, even though he was so talented. Quite quiet as well. Yeah. Um, Handsome. Yeah. Aye. Good looking boy. Yeah. Look young. He's got that sort of youth. People say that now. I think he's aged. <laughs> he's aged. Aye. See, when you do a best looking, best of, mm-hmm. I would like to be in the panel for that. I think everyone wants to be in the panel for aye, that, Paul. Okay. You're, not, you're not alone right, there, but okay, um, okay, okay. that's fair enough. Bowed. Uh, but aye. Great servant to the club. Ten years. Just... Do you think Scott Brown's good looking? No, Frankie does. My partner does. Does he? Aye. Feel like a bit rough. <laughs> Which, Frankie clearly, me. Yes. Which <laughs> Frankie clearly doesn't. <laughs> fucking pony boy here, do you know what I mean? He's going to take a knife. The outsiders. Um, <laughs> so, so that Jackie McNamara, um, yeah, I think he was dynamic. He kind of changed how fullbacks played in Scotland and uh, then he evolved into a uh, more complete player. 
So strong one from Paul. And he's rich because of the money that he got when Celtic bought McKay <laughs> and Armstrong. Sure, Armstrong. So, I mean, yeah, what's not to like? What's not to like? Uh, it's, uh, it's the marketplace for it, am I right? Uh, Bowd, who have you got? Andy Hinkle, the best right-back Celtic have had ever. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, forget okay. you, Danny McGrain. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, McGrain. Um, Jesus, no, absolutely Jeez. not. You better delete that. I better delete yeah. that. No, um, uh, that, just just to confirm, Danny McGrain is one of the greatest fullbacks Legend. ever produced in world football, and I sincerely joke that was a joke. It was a defence mechanism. You fucked it. I fucked it. Um, your was a shot. Winding Andy down. Hinkle. When you talk about, I think Andreas would be acceptable yeah, for you. If you want, if no, you like him, you're not best friends with him. Well, Chris. you know, we're like second tier friends. Mm. You know, we're friend of a friend. Yeah. Um, German international. 21 games for Germany. Oh, so here we go. They, that wasn't my start. <laughs> I got like confused. But just, I'm just pointing out, Germany. So <laughs> just, I said, just keep saying the name of yeah. a good country. He's football. just looked at us as if to say, now what I mean? Yep, exactly. Germany. But when you, when, Germany in that period when they were kind of shit between Euro 2000 yeah. and 2008. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I think there's definitely a market here to name some other German internationalists at that time. Yeah, right. Marco Bode, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> when you talk about cultured, that's what Andres Hinkle was. He was a cultured right back. Cultured. Um, we spent two million buying him from Sevilla. See if we bought a player from Sevilla right now for two million. <laughs> you'd be like, oofed. <laughs> you would be like, oofed. You'd be oofed. Uh, but no, he was great. He, was, uh, he, he wasn't the paciest right back, but it didn't matter. Because football intelligence again yeah, I think that's what that's these it. three players have um, football IQ which Alan kind of pointed out um, just thinking about memories he as well two assists in that game against Spartak oh yeah okay yeah good point so, yep. and that was a proper oh fucking hell you yeah. get a result in Europe against these boys it was all Andy it was all Andy although also it was all Sam and I oh for fuck's sake two your best players all... do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> it ends end. yeah, ends there. Uh, no, I I just you like him because he's German. That and, like and he's fancy. He's I'm surprised Chadouri wasn't an option. If I'm honest, <clears throat> who who Chadouri? But don't you wish a fullback was Chadouri? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I probably with Bowden and Hinkle here as well. I, I don't think he he certainly didn't reach his potential. And he's he broke an illustrious company. He broke his here. leg with yeah. us yeah. and he never recovered yeah. from and that. And bear in mind when he was at Sevilla as well, the only reason he couldn't get a game was because Danny Alves was yeah. breaking through. So, it, you know, it's not a case he wasn't a cast off because there was, you know, some mediocre yeah, yeah. player in front of him. He was probably one of the best right backs in the last 10, 15 years, kept Con- him out of the yeah. team. Contemporary times. Um, uh, Andy Hinkle, fun fact, he was part of the Stuttgart team that we put out the UFA Cup. Yep. Uh, what a that game, game that was, or a couple of legs that was. Yeah, they were terrible down the right hand side, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the left. Yeah, because it gets the right shambolic so down the left, actually. But, um, but yeah, so Andy, Andy Hinkle. Uh, I personally, I, I love all, the, I love all three players. Um, love a right back. This is a this is a hard one Thanks. to pick. I would say um, I like Hinkle a lot as well. I think culture is culture is the word. Um, he was cool. He had a soul patch, which was quite cool at the time. It was cool. Um, yeah, I think. But then, do you know how many caps he got for Germany? Yep, he got 21 camps. 21 camps for Germany, I'm allowed to believe. <laughs> wow. Uh, Alongside some illustrious names such as Frank Fahrenhorst. <laughs> <laughs> the, fa- the famous... Frank <laughs> <Big> Fahrenhorst? 
<laughs> you don't you don't get Farenhorsts these days. <laughs> Do you know I, I'd really enjoy a good pint of Farenhorst. <laughs> See if it's a nice sunny day, it just goes down perfectly. Fuck is Frank Farenhorst. <laughs> he was a football manager, a championship manager. I'm pretty sure, um, legend um, at the time. Oh, fantastic! He, he clearly never went on to uh, reach his. Um, his <laughs> no, he's not. Andy Hinkle. He was captain, sure as hell. But no, so Andy Hinkle, um, fantastic. I, again, un, as we say, injury at Celtic uh, really kind of ended his kind of career. Um, he never, yeah, he never much, I, mean, I think he went on to Freiburg, but he basically he was done. He was done by them. Uh, currently, he coach. Uh, is it Stuttgart? He's at. Is he a coach? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye. Um, I don't know, maybe he's from there, so he's just went back kind of home sort of thing. Cool. Uh, love, love Andy Hinkle, massive fan. Um, great. Now, Alan, in terms of... Mika. Mika Lustig. Formerly of Celtic. Yeah, it's a tough one to take. Yeah, uh, it is. I hope he goes on and does well. I was only joking about him, obviously moving to, is it Gent or Genk? It's one of them. Which I, I, honestly, I, can't, I think it's Genk. Oh, I care, but not that much. Um, <laughs> it's nice to see... Um, at, I think everybody lo- loves loved Mika, however yeah. you want to put it. If we're looking at you know numbers and Jackie ten years at Celtic, Mika seven eight maybe, but look at what he won. You know, he was been here the whole eight in a row. Yeah, incredible. Four Scottish Cups, three trebles. I mean, that in itself is incredible. Yep. It's kind of bizarre because we're saying, yeah, the difficult last two years. He won, you know, two trebles in those two years. The first year under Brendan Rodgers, I thought he was exceptional. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, and he adapted his game. Yep, we probably slaughtered him a little bit um, on a couple of occasions, specifically when we were talking about Athens recently. But over the piece, there's no getting past for me that Mika Lustig is a, a Celtic hero. A legend. I, I, I honestly, you know... A contemporary legend for me, um, in terms of how long he stayed there, his standard, his quality of his performances, and don't get me wrong, his final season at points was quite tough to take, but often than not, your best players will stay too long. See, in a few months' time... We won't be remembering the crap performances. Oh, no, that's absolutely. That's, you know, a, that's a very absolutely good point. We'll be remembering how great he was, how much he got the club. And yeah, I think he's first, or maybe he's like, he's from season two until about season six. Um, first it's not a TV show, pal. All <laughs> <laughs> no, right, that's what I, I knew. That's going to be weird. Uh, he was class and dependable. Yeah. Dependable. Scored loads of goals. Um, well, one of the best Celtic goals that I can is remember in recent times. Well, that was just incredible. And the celebration to go with it. That was someone who clearly never thought for a second he might score in that game. But um, St. Johnson away. Oh, yeah. That yeah. wonderful move. Uh, a Rabona as well. Yeah. How do you like that? Fantastic. How about that? And Tommy Wright. Sorry. And yeah, <laughs> uh, the, when he scored the two goals, one of them was like a diving header. And uh, Love yeah, diving I, header. I mean, he's not even bo- the best Swedish diving header I've seen right enough. But still. Uh, to be fair, uh, he certainly played at a high level in terms of international football. He's still a Swedish internationalist. Um, talking about iconic moments earlier on, we were talking about Craig Gordon, the old PC Lustig chat. PC Lustig, yeah. also when uh, it was it Jamie Murphy when he kind of looks in his, well, we're five nil up and he looks, looks in his pocket. Yeah. As a, and you know, as I say, we understand that Lustig's performances at times kind of dipped off. So did Andy Hinkles, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what you, I kind of maybe you're going to say is 
but the difference is with Lustig, these are really, really fresh in the memory. Yeah. I wouldn't pretend to remember, you know, Jackie McNamara's worst performance or, uh, you know, an average performance because they tend to, over the course of time, just... He didn't have any. That's That's frustrating. Um, So, yeah, Andy Hinkle, kind of really towards the end kind of became a bit of a shite bag uh, in terms oh, of geez, not... Oh, this no, is, no, this, no, is, this has changed Throwing him under the bus right. there, right? I'm absolutely not. What I'm saying is... He, Shocking. What's German for shite bag? Scheisen bag. translation, but I'm sure that's not an expression. <laughs> but no, I, ju- I just mean like he kind of shirked out of tackles and stuff, and that's because of the injury, so I'm not... That's just human nature. Um, but his his the quality of his performances dipped. Lustig's quality of performances dipped because his body just couldn't play to this the, the high level tempo that Celtic were playing at so it's completely understandable Jackie Manamara changed how he played football because he had to which is an evolutionary step in terms of football and ability this is tough yeah and on the on Lustig I mean we've been talking for this season that we need another right back but you know what he'd man of the match performances towards the end of last season he was still yeah. every so often pulling out the bag and he was asked to do the job and he did it, essentially. The, the last action he took as a Celtic player was the oh, pivotal moment hell. that won us the treble treble. Yeah. I mean, granted, the defending was fucking horrendous. <laughs> However, it's cup final. Yeah, absolutely. But he was still fit enough to, you know, head to of the fair, ball the that defenders landed his head. Who's seen that ball coming? Jesus yeah. Christ, that was... Well, no, I mean, it was that, a... that was shocking defending. Hold on a minute. You're the one who who brought up it was a great thing and now you're saying it's shite. (laughs) It was a horrendous defender. There's absolutely no getting past that. That was worse than amateur football. Okay, uh, so this is tough. Um, Okay, um, Paul Carlin, I'm going to have you... You can choose your own man, of course. It's your prerogative. I remember he chose, his, he chose his own man the first time as well, so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not my, suggesting Paul Selfish. The first but. time I did have the best option. This one I'm very much torn. I do think McNamara and Lustig are a step up from Hinkle. Okay. Um, Agreed. I love Disagree Mika. entirely. <laughs> I love face. Mika. I love How the guy. How many caps for Germany have <laughs> Jackie McNamara and Nicole Lustig? Just Frank Farenhorst got uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. two caps for Germany. I'd still, I have no idea who Frank Barron is. He's got a he's got a really nice head of blonde hair. Hey, it doesn't matter. He's just getting off topic. <laughs> he's got a head of blonde hair. A head of blonde uh, hair. <laughs> that, that explains his two caps. <laughs> um, he's, he's I would say for okay, Mika brought personality, goals, ability, um, charisma, but McNamara brought stability and reliability, versatility. So I'm going for Jackie McNamara. Interesting. I am now going to go to... I'm not going to go to Alan. Of course I'm not going to go to Alan. I'm going to go to Chris Bowd. So Paul has went with Jackie McMamara, um, as Bowd famously shouted one time uh, in the pub and made himself look like a complete tit. <laughs> and we all remember it and continually bring it up 15 years yeah, later. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like 20 years ago now. And to be fair. Oh, every time. Jackie McMamara. Um, <laughs> Bowdy. Who is your choice for right back? Uh, this is this is probably going to be the toughest one. I know we're going to have a lot of great. And also, if you all choose your own one, then I can have the tiebreaker, which is what I'll do because I'm selfish. Um, no, Jackie Mac, as I say, was for a good period of time my favourite Celtic player. Might not have been the flashiest of players, oh, here we go. Here but we go. he did a job. Big Jackie. Um, Wee Jackie. I don't think anybody's ever called him Big Jackie. Jackie in his life. His dad Massive is like Jackie. His dad is literally Jack, Big Jackie. Um, Mika, great servant, bit of banter. Oh, Fucking dear. spit it out. <laughs> but 
you know, when you talk about culture, <laughs> he's actually going to pick Hinkle. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going with Lustig. Oh, Lustig, really? I think he's an unsung hero. Lustig. Lustig, even even though, as I say, I've been calling for him to be replaced for the last season or two. He hasn't been, and he's done a job. And I think he's been probably has just been genuinely the best right back. I've Do you think we're going to look back and mistake in like five or ten years' time and actually realise? Absolute legend. legend. We yeah. could potentially look back in two and three months' time. We wish we, we had such a good right back. No, no, it's all right. We've got uh, Ralston. <sighs> Paul, that's not even a joke. <laughs> all right, that's. <laughs> My anxiety's starting to kick in now. Can Jack Henry play it right back? Oh, Jesus Christ. Another hand can, right actually. Back, <laughs> uh, Aldo. <laughs> I'm quite torn because growing up, Jackie Mack was a, a player that I really looked up to. But I think really what when we're looking at what Lustig's achieved, I think if you win eight consecutive titles and four Scottish Cups, four League Cups... It's really hard. I know it's different eras, but I think I might have to go. Um, I think I might have to go, Mika. Mika Lustig. Uh, Mika Lustig, it is. Um, perfect. Okay, that was a tough one. That was. Uh, we've got plenty of tough ones coming up, but I really like all of those players quite a bit. Jackie McNamara, I think, uh, genuinely, maybe not in the 2000s, but under Wim Jansen, he was fucking brilliant under Tommy Burns he was fucking brilliant as well and he redefined uh, being a fullback uh, kind of modern day fullback I remember the game again I watched this the other day his goal against Liverpool yeah. um, when he just fucking bombs it up uh, they don't know how to, Phil Babb doesn't know what to do um, which isn't saying much Phil Babb um, I think what goes against McNamara is maybe the fact that he maybe did play in a lot of different positions and I'm yeah. thinking about this team that we're building we're, yeah. we're building something here. We are. We certainly are. And maybe, you know, if you are going an out-and-out right-back, maybe Mika's the... I am 100% one. happy with Mika at right-back. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, Paul, can you give give us the left-back as over uh, and do a wee twiddle-twiddle, make it all fancy-dancy. Official. Official. Um, and... I'll pick last this thing. Bowed. On you go, my man. There we go with Paul. Paul C and Aldo, of course, the final yin. Uh, oh. Oh, oh. This time I've actually got a winner. So, so Boud's got a winner. I don't have a winner. <laughs> I know who you've got then. I've uh, got the booby prize. You've got the booby prize. As I said, there are there will be like with best of the the worst when we had uh, Mark Crosses and uh, Mark Crosses and Crosses. Uh, oh, I actually had someone verify the um, the Crosses Susan Maguire Batman situation. Um, Lovely. The other day. Um, so that is a confirmed confirmed, confirmed story. Um, like with Crosses, which a lot of people were upset about, there's a couple of players in here who maybe, you know, there's some positions where we had to stretch it out a bit. So I'm going to go with Bowdy. So I left have... Left back, who is um, your pick? But it should be really easy, but actually recently things might have made it harder. I have Kieran Tierney. The boy, the legend. The boy, the legend. Future Arsenal legend. Future, fuck off. Fuck off. See fuck when off. he, see if he goes, by the way, sorry to interrupt. What are we going to do? Are we going to go to Celtic Park and do some, like, 
I could do a shite outside or something like that. Like, <laughs> so we are recording this on the 7th of July. And <laughs> I like that's your go-to form of protest. <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to protest. I was thinking we could maybe phone the tick-off or something, <laughs> but if you want to go straight to, you know, defecating and so set we, it away. we are recording this on the 7th of July. It's been released a week later, so it's been released on the 14th of July. He might have confirmed that he's staying forever. Or Paul might have done a big shite on the, uh, the Celtic way. Twitter got really excited last night that he was staying. Aye, but because of a fucking... An Insta post. An Insta post. No, Insta it was Facebook, post. actually. Yeah. It's good to see Facebook getting back in the mix. Oh. <laughs> They've struggled with all them transfer news recently. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's absolutely hosting them, so it was good to see Facebook. Aye. Aye. It's good it's for just, them. Aye. Stepping well, out. Next, it'll be uh, MySpace will be saying <laughs> that um, Jack Stacey's not going to bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's Bebo going to confirm? Um, so, Bowdy, Kieran Tierney, talk me through him. Kieran Tierney, he's just... he's. For a start, he's. I, I can only guess at who, who these guys have got, but there's no way that they're going to be as good as Keaton Tierney. Keaton Tierney is the best player to come through our academy in, I don't know, forever. He is. He's one of the best left backs in Europe right now. He's a Celtic fan through and through, although we might be calling him a rat moment. <laughs> no, we won't, no. you fucking dick. I, wait, I, I'm the pro, Keaton. I'm yeah. just let him go if he wants to go. If you love somebody, you let them go. You do. But come no, on. you don't. You, 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 no, you lock them in no. the basement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until they change their mind. Yes. Uh, but come on. he's just outstanding. I mean, the talent of the boy, um, technique, the megaphone, concussed at that final, coming running uh, back, grabbing the Scottish Cup and shaking it like it's a piece of shit. Ah, fuck this, FA. Um, if, I mean, if he goes, we've had four years of one of the just greatest legends in this club's history. Uh, fucking rein it in, is what I would say. No, um, that's, that's, that's happened already. We're already at that point. doesn't matter. He could stay and his legend will grow, but if he goes right now, that's it. He's, he's, he's the greatest left back we've ever had at the club. Again, having looked through the history recently, it's not that fucking hard. It's, it's him or no. Stefan Mahi. Um, <laughs> Paul, thoughts on KT? Uh, it's hard to argue with any of that, really. We we love him. He, it's unconditional love because he loves Celtic. He's also an absolutely class fullback. Yeah. In terms of an, like, an attacking fullback, there is no one better. Um, he matured. I think he was really matured at still such a young age. You know, he could easily be, if he stays, he could easily be vice-captain this season coming. Um, he can score goals. He That goal against Kelly last season. Yeah, absolutely. two seasons ago. Squiggler. Yeah. Is, that what they, is that what they call it, a squiggler? No, oh, that's, that's harsh. That's, that's what people who support Hibs call, that's what Plankton calls, calls goals. Okay. We shouldn't say squiggler as well when you picked Arthur. He's going to be upset. Ah. Uh, a thunder oh. bastard was it a thunder like bastard that. yes uh, happy with that okay a thunder bastard against Kelly um, yeah he's amazing scored against Leipzig as I, well at Celtic Park um, and I agree with you Gal um, from a recent podcast saying that he's better a better fullback than Andy Robertson I agree with that yes I think Kieran Tierney uh, I think we talked about this in the, the, the live lunch uh, how great he is at defending um, and I think he was a really top heavy defender and um, top heavy player when he first came in he was very good at attacking you call him fat? <laughs> huh? <laughs> 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 he did the huh and he got me um, he's really, he was really good at uh, attacking so his ball uh, the, one of the first things that struck me about Keon Tierney when he first broke into the team was his accuracy of uh, cross balls fantastic um, he, was a, he was slightly 
occasionally caught out of position, but he went and he worked on that and he balanced it out to the and point was, where I think he's a fucking brilliant balanced fullback. He was a wee bit lightweight when he first came in yes. the team and then he bulked up, he got the steroids, whatever he had to do, <laughs> and he, he improved himself. Yeah, and that's it, listen, do what you have to do. Um, and then you've got the history as well, the pictures with Naka and all that, and just... Yeah, oh, that's a yeah. great picture. Love you! Yeah. Yeah. See, that's it, get him in the basement, yeah. bowed. Yes. That's you, you're coming round now. Jesus Christ. I'll attract some pogs or whatever the kids are in these days, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Good Pog reference. That's amazing. <laughs> I need to Google that. Get some Tazos um, involved. Um, Alan, your thoughts on KT? I mean, we kind of you've mentioned them recently, but go on. on that. I think it's a testament to the player that he is that he's you know even considered for this position, <laughs> having been in the team three three years, four years now. But he has a, a generational talent. He's probably the best talent we've produced out of our academy, um, best defender we've probably produced out of our academy ever. Um, best player say. since Aidan McGeady in yeah, terms absolutely. of potential in terms um, of really you know, top um, end yeah you're looking at McGeady Maloney um, KT and obviously Jamesy um, you know, they're real guys that have made a real impact in the first team McGregor, so, McGregor as well but not I don't think yeah I think the reason though, the reason I'm referencing these guys though specifically is because out the academy, fullbacks and wingers we were well. aware of them though coming through the academy I think McGregor was one that you know, not to go too much on a sidetrack, but I don't think everybody believed McGregor, certainly externally, believed McGregor would go on and have the impact he's had. So that's a testament to what he's done yeah. and the hard work he's put in. Fantastic. But he wasn't ne- necessarily a gifted player that we all thought, I can't wait until he's... Until we see the best of him, yeah. That's a very good point. So, um, so yeah, it's it, it's incredible that he's even been considered for this. I hope that when this podcast comes out, he starts a Celtic player, not to go back to the live lunch, but I think he will be. I think we've we've got him. He thinks it's a shoot, and we've uh, got him. We've no, got him, guys. I, I don't think he'll go this year. I might sound very foolish next Sunday, but so we yeah, are. Nah, you won't. So, Kieran Tierney, uh, what a boy, by the way. Uh, Alan, who have you got? I got Lee Naylor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, sorry, sorry, did I did I, did I, did I, did I mispronounce that? <laughs> I don't understand why there's laughter what? in the room. What have you done, girl? N- name another left back. That's honestly. Uh, like 2006 to 2010 his first season it was fucking he took a really hard time leaning and he granted not popular but I mean you're not winning see when you were talking about Paul Telfer in the last podcast I see Neil Neil, Lee Naylor as the Paul Telfer of there's no other name a left back contemporary wise like Ulrich Lurson so I'm assuming he's got as a giri he's not a left back see that's the thing like so you've already guessed by one thought about who's the next there's, there's who not... was the other one? There was some <laughs> other shite one that was slightly better than Lee Naylor. Jackie McNamara played at left back for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Stephen Craney was linked with a position but never actually took Stephen it up. Stephen Craney, Stephen Mahi. Remember when he played uh, McGeady at left back? Who was it Strachan played McGeady at left yeah. back once? Yeah. No, it was I, Mowbray, Mowbray. I was about to say that would have been probably just to piss him off. Aye, so it's not like fucking. We went Lee Naylor did a good job for a period of time. He was here four years, and I think his first season he was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And then he fell off a cliff. I think his first couple of months actually started really, really well. Um, Grabbed a couple of goals over his tenure. Played in some huge games. When you look back, and you know you're kind of sitting in again, going back to having a couple of drinks on a Saturday night, and you think get a couple of videos on. Lee Naylor pops up in a lot more of these European games, yeah, these yeah. legendary games than you would remember, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thinking you're, you're Man United, you're AC Milan's, things like that. This, so is th- this is the thing, though, we've always struggled. Part Kieran, of the squad. Kieran Tierney, as a Gary, was the first left-back we'd had in years where you thought, fuck, yeah. brilliant, and then KT comes in afterwards. Before that, there's a what, vacuum. What, 
a couple of points. First of all, incredibly well done to Aldo there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to ruin it. But Jesus, that was that was good. Thank that was impressive. I couldn't have done it. I would have just laughed. Yeah, that was a straight you face did. Well. You laughed yeah. in his face. <laughs> right in you face. laughed right in his face. And I'm going to get a lot. This is a wee bit off brand for 90 minutes, Nick. So I might get a lot of hassle here <laughs> from you and the listeners. I would have had Mulgrew before I would have had Naylor. I don't think Mulgrew ever really played out and out left back for Celtic, though, did he? Actually, it's quite interesting because did we not ship Mulgrew to yeah, Wolves as part of this deal? Back, huh? yeah. So I think we paid like 500 grand oh, and then he went there and then obviously he, was, he, he returned home. Later no, he went, to Aber- he went to Aberdeen, remember? He, he never, yeah, but Mulgrew came back to us eventually. I mean, ah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Mulgrew really ever played out and out left back for his handful of games. He was brought in as a left back, but he ended up playing central hmm. defence. Um, Left also, Ibrox, famously. yeah. So also as well, if we're doing this, going to do this more, then there are some players essentially that. So Charlie Mulgrew will probably be in one of these at some yep. point. I can't have good man, but best, will he be in the worst? Best or will he be in the best? best uh, if you go for the best looking Hands down, players, I Charlie Mulgrew's got to be in there. Oh, Charlie he's a good looking boy. Come on. I, played, I think I, I may have told like. this story before on this podcast, but I played seven sides once with Charlie Mulgrew, and we both went up for a header, and I thought. Um, it was about ninety ten in my favour, and he folded me like a fucking <laughs> Really? Absolutely. Elbows uh, and just stronger, better, faster, fitter. Oh, <laughs> nice! Wow, everything. Uh, and this was during his preseason as well. Also, so I thank him for that. Adam Matthews just for the game against Barcelona. But no, but that do you know this is the thing. Just the one game. I, I think there has to be like a certain game minimum. Yeah. But but this is the uh, thing also. Like Jackie Manamana played left back. Uh, Adam Matthews played left back. Uh, Mark played Wilson, a couple of games. Did he ever play Mark Wilson played left back. This is the thing. We always seem to have shifted fullbacks <laughs> because we didn't have because we didn't have a left back. Yeah. So left back's a really problem position. <laughs> Essentially, for me, for this podcast, <laughs> um, and selfish, I think selfish, selfish. We are going to probably go three five two moving forward, or um, we'll, we'll see where we are. But essentially, it's just I. L- Lena have played his part in a Celtic team that got some huge results, um, and he was he, he did a job for a Maybe for a year. I think he was exceptional. He really did. It really did go there downhill after him, that. He was talking about being an England squad and, you know, there was that, that was all, yeah, for him. early in that first But year, then right? I think the season after that, we played Spartak at Parkhead and that's when him and Boric had that total rammy yeah, where oh, they yeah. sort of really were... Boric I wonder who won that fight. Yeah. It's a good point. Interesting. Uh, so you're not winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, their predictor had that 33 minutes. <laughs> Lee Naylor did have six months where he was decent. Six months is longer than it wasn't six months. It was like well, maybe no, it was six months. Six months. Tops. I'm uh, being generous, but so I'm not even going to ask y- your opinion on Neil. I'd say something. I've got nothing really to add. Um, fight workmanlike, you know. Fucking fine. hell, that's he was. <laughs> he was. Fine. You did, it was better when you said you had nothing to add. <laughs> he was fine. More it, he could run. He, he could stand on the pitch and hold that space. Yeah. Okay, he, as, as a giri. So after Naylor and before Kieran. There was a wee guy Legendary played a left back for Celtic. Came from Honduras. He had a haircut like a nineteen fifties gangster. Greaser, yep. And uh, and for a short period of time, a couple of seasons, he was dynamite. Yeah. yeah. So he came to us in what twenty ten, I think. Yeah, twenty ten. Obviously, fell in the void from from Lee and a big void to fill. Actually, really. absolutely. Uh, is he okay? I don't know really what to talk about. His you can talk spell at just Celtic. talk about his first spell. Yeah. Just talk um, about his first spell. Fast, great tackling, loads of personality. Fans absolutely loved him. Um, best penalty miss I've ever seen at Celtic <laughs> Park. 
<laughs> when he was on a hat trick. Yes. Uh, what a game that was. I, was. I can't even remember who we were playing. It was Hearts or was, yeah, I think it, it was, was just yeah. this absolutely shocking um, uh, penalty. Um, he won Player of the Year as well. That's right. right? Yeah. Don't forget that. Um, he was composed. Yeah. He would get the ball and you're thinking, why are you just punt it? No, he just casually strolled past forwards and then do what he had to do. I think he was, be, if he sorry, if he hadn't got injured, yeah. He, so he breaks his ankle against Aberdeen on the opening day, game of the season, and he never returns to the form he had. But the season before, he was exceptional. Like we do, kind of tend to forget how fantastic Azeguiri was when he was first yeah. in the team. He was linked with Manchester United. He was linked to Liverpool. It, the big teams were really looking at him. And in terms of value, I would say um, Emilio Azeguiri is one of the one of those signings that you look back on and say, it's really difficult to pick better value than that. The consistency that we had out of Mo, but I think you could probably stretch out his tenure in terms of that first spell at Celtic. It was it was consistently excellent for a number of years. 175 and, appearances. I mean, actually, he's played for Honduras 106 times as well, which is... Like That's yes. international caps. He played at the World Cup. We'd signed him, and he played at the World Cup in 2010. Mm. And when we watched, I remember we were watching it, and we were all thinking, "Holy fuck, we've got a player here!" Um, and he was just—he's playing more as a winger for Honduras. Eh? Yeah. He played like pretty yeah. much as a all out and out left winger. Um, yeah, I loved him. I still do. And I, I mean, his his return to Celtic hasn't been great, and he's kind of been the whipping boy for a lot of. Um, he's not looked up to it though. I mean, he's looked a little bit overweight. He's looked. He's just not. He's just not up to it. For, for the position he's in, he's at the wrong time. He's career. I, I think I'm quite content with to just disregard it entirely. Yeah. He, he actually he did well against. Was it Thistle? He made his second debut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, came he, on he played well, yeah. but he's playing against. You know, I know one of the worst teams in the league level, at that point. Yeah. But I'm quite happy to strike his second spell yeah. from the. From you can't, the you can't blame him for Celtic v signing him when we shouldn't be. Which, yeah, um, and um, it's yeah. Sorry about. I was just going to say we were talking before about Boric coming in and you know never having a good keeper. It was like that with the left back, which is what uh, I was like, saying a minute ago, and you yeah. were flagging uh, me off. Re- res- respectfully, yeah, yeah. but basically we had Tom respectfully Lloyd disagree. And then <laughs> well, there's a clear timeline here. If we'd go around the table, oh, Lee Naylor 26 to 2010. <laughs> Paul has got Emilio from 2010 to pretty much up until KT came through, and then Bows get KT. So, what I would like to try and paint here is a picture where, if you actually think about it, oh, Lee Naylor was it. like one of the first explorers who brought <laughs> spices <laughs> from the so, east to the west. He's like and Star imparted Trek the knowledge. Oh, so, what he did was say to Emilio. Lee, obviously, famously fluent in um, Spanish, <laughs> explained to him how to play the position, how to get forward, but get yourself get back yourself in as well. Back as well and then Emilio it. understood that, translated it into English because <laughs> Kieran's Spanish, admittedly, isn't great. isn't great. And then he has now imparted Lee Naylor's wealth of knowledge onto Kieran Tierney, who now is the best left back in the world. And he's passed on to Miller. Who Calvin Miller, who is just biting this time. Yeah. So what we've essentially got here is Lee Naylor is the best left back that has ever lived. Carrying Lee Naylor's DNA. Do you know what? If I can sell this, I can sell anything. Yeah. It's not Jurassic Park. <laughs> We're, we've not got <laughs> Lee Naylor. <laughs> is Lee Naylor frozen in some amber? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, um, it's Kieran Tierney. I'm not even going to do yeah. a vote. <laughs> Kieran Tierney. I, I think that's... 
I think it's slightly disrespectful not to take a vote. When let's Emilio's take a vote. On the Let, let's take a vote for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck it, it's Gary then. Yeah. No, we, what we should say is Emilio Izaguirre in his first spell was Outstanding. exceptional. Outstanding. Would um, you have Emilio in his first season or Kieran in his like first best. breakout season? Um, Kieran. Uh, Kieran. I'd, I'd probably have, if you were giving me that, I would go with Emilio in his first season, but any Katie any other time. Aye. Emilio in his first season was absolutely exceptional. This is what I was going to say about Kieran Tierney. Um, European wise, whenever we've been we've been getting you know spanked under Rogers, Tierney has still looked like he could play that level. One of the best games Kieran Tierney's had is when he played left hand side of a back three against England. Now, it was a poor game. Uh, obviously, Scotland drew two each, but he was playing on a back back three, and he was he fucking knew the position. His reading of the game was excellent, and that's he's a fantastic fullback. But Kieran, T- I said this a long time ago. Kieran Tierney's uh, position eventually he might do a Jackie McNamara. He might do a Lamb, and at some point within the next four to five years, he might move in. Anyway, I, that's I, I, just on that point, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think sometimes with players like this, but can I say that way? I think the way Kieran Tierney plays the game, the passion he plays the game with. The kind of zest he has for just playing football and playing it honestly, fairly, competitively. I think sometimes there's a bit of a disrespect towards players like that because it's almost not marketable. Because, you know, it doesn't maybe do the things off the field that other players are doing and it then means, you know, sponsors, etc. And I think sometimes that then leads to, you know, this idea that, you know, this idea, he just loves to, you know, get home and chill out and he doesn't do anything exciting I'm sure he does but he just keeps it to himself so yeah. it doesn't make him any less of an interesting person because he's not yeah, on Instagram you know yeah but if you look at like guys like Jesse Lingard and all that they're just wee wanks like yeah. with no personality at all all they've got is Gucci bags and fucking terrible rapping skills so they can go fuck themselves but on the plus side <laughs> I'm just thinking oh, I like that I like that rant you're right you, that was you needed to get out off your chest <laughs> Why do you hate Jesse Lingard? I don't, so, I just hate that you had culture. To let it Lingard. Oh, sorry. Oh, about Whoa. that was. Ooh, you hate, you hate that culture? Woof. Uh, Fuck off, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled wee football guys, alright? <laughs> Fuck up. But I'm, think, I'm thinking the chances of KT staying have increased when he sees that we put our best of the best team and he's in it. Boom. But it might be too late. Because well, it's not being released in it. I'll send it to him. I'll drop it off on my. I usually drive past his house every night anyway, you know. So that's I'll, weird. I'll just throw it over the fence. Kieran Tierney, look out. So that's us. Got our goalkeeper and fullbacks. And just to add a little bit of competition, it's one all in terms of picks. Ooh. Paul had Boric, Alan had Lustig, and Bowd had Kieran Tierney. So we've got two uh, centre halves to pick. I again, this is all down to just a little bit of research and trying to opinionate it as well. Um, we get three ball playing centre halves, and we've got three what I like to call stoppers. Uh, what do you want to go with first, guys? Big hard men. I think that you're uh, actually, I don't know if I thought uh, ball playing centre halves. Let's go with it. Go with it. So we'll pick a three, um, and we can go for there. Do we middle widow? There's cake in the way, there's cake in the way, absolutely. Yeah. Get the cake, Dave. Get that to fuck. <laughs> That's true. That's what I said. 
<coughs> okay, so Alan's mixed up. Paul, I want you to pick first, sir. You pick yourself first. Why is there a trick bar in the middle? How bad. long is this podcast intended to run for? Days. Um, and so Bowden, uh, Alan, if you can just pick yours. These are ball play- Oh, for fuck's sake, can someone pick? <laughs> ball playing centre halves. I'm not, don't tell me who they are, but Paul, are you happy with yours? Delighted. Delighted. Ball playing centre halves? Yeah. Right ones, eh? <laughs> uh, fuck up. Uh, Bowd? Yep, delighted. Okay, so I think I know who you two have, and I think I know who you have. I, I love my guy, but he's not a ball playing centre half. Alan? Uh, Johan Mialbe. Yeah. Another handsome Celtic player that has to be. Added. I would say he's a ball playing centre half. He Striking. Has played forward in the field. Yeah, he was a central midfielder when he started. I think he was a good passer of the ball. I think he came out the ball. It came out well. Him with the. He could fall into either category, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, he could die. Yeah, he could so, that, one category. so that's the thing. So he, fuck you, right? I love me, Elby, and I'm not. I love him, him as well. I'm not putting him in as a stopper. <laughs> essentially, I am happy with my choice. Let's but arguing semantics. I'm delighted. Talk me through your hand, me, Elby. <sighs> What's not to say? We're looking at in terms of guys off the field. Guys, Paul mentioned Lustig got it. Johan Mialbi one hundred percent got it. Yeah, um, seen the highest of heights at Celtic and also probably experienced the lowest of the lows yeah. as well. Um, but handled it all with... I don't think there was ever a point in reality where anyone ever thought Mialbi was not giving his best, not, you know, at his best. He was a player who... I did. Loads of times. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, for me, he was a international quality defender who... We were lucky to have the best years of his career. Um, probably could have played at a slightly higher level. I think there was maybe a ceiling for him. Um, but he could have played at a higher level than where we were at. But or where we're at now, I suppose if we're thinking back to 2003, that Celtic team, you know, he was he was pivotal in that. I, Absolutely. That, that Celtic that. team just... We've talked. We've done timeline Celtics. We've talked about. We've all the, the, the entire panel have been involved in some timeline Celtic around that time or, or not. And it, that Celtic team were just exceptional. And that's why I try to not have as many of them. I try to be a bit sparse with with them with this particular one because you tend to pick those players. Although I do think there's competition with you two guys. But Paul, tell me about Johan Mialbi. Your thoughts. Uh, Colossus. Yes. Love uh, it. An absolute Colossus. Uh, yeah, again, I'm going to use the word dependable quite a lot, but he was your rock-solid, dependable guy. Um, yeah, I'd say the fact that he could play in midfield, I think, yeah, you could... The, the ball-playing defender thing is definitely a bit of a stretch for him, but he... Yes, it is a bit, I know. Um, but just for the... Thanks, uh, Paul. For the sake... So, for the sake of this argument, though, I'll let you away with it. Um... He looked amazing. Sorry, do you know what I'm reason I'm trying I'm trying to fit in a joke about Dolph Lundgren. I'm trying to make a Rocky Four joke and I can't fit it in properly. So If he's picked, he's picked. There we go. If he, you know him, he could he could fall in either uh, category and if he can oh fuck what's the line? Um, and if he can change <laughs> Then you can change and we can all change. That's more of a Sylvester Stallone joke <laughs> than anything. But yeah, so... Dolph- but he did help break uh, communism. communism. So. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. Uh, so dependable from Paul. Uh, Bowed thoughts on Johan Mialbi? <sighs> he was just that big, big Celtic lug. He, you mentioned getting the club. He, he was a proper Celtic man. Yeah. Proper Celtic man. And he'd no... There was no reason for it to be, but he, he, fuck it, he came to the club and he got it. Like Lustig, he just... 
Yeah. Something about these Scandies. Well, when I is said that racist, is that a racist slur? Scandy? Aye, is. I think it is. I don't know if it is. This is a racist podcast. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, with, with the uh, the reason I <clears throat> kind of put Mialby in there was because we played a back three under a nail quite for the first kind of two seasons until that fateful game in Porto. Um, and it was Mialby, Baldy, and Valharan. Yeah. And out of those and three, back line yeah. but, but, out of the, but out of those three, the person to come out with the ball most was Mialby. So. As far as I can see, that's a ball playing centre and a half. It's it's a weak argument, but it's a stretch. It put it this way, it was him or Stefan Henshaw. Uh, <laughs> so but no, you you'll have me up in the year. I remember he scored against England uh, uh was it Euro twenty two thousand qualifying? Um, two thousand, yeah. He was playing a midfield for Sweden, signs for us, um part of the team that plays Rangers and beats them five one. Um plays very well in that game, uh, gets injured. There was a lot of talk about Martin O'Neill not fancying him, but once he got established in Martin O'Neill's team, he was, as Paul says, a colossus. As Alan says, he was dependable. And as Bowd says, he did a rocky impression. Um, so <laughs> was it Mialby that O'Neill supposedly grabbed and held up against the wall? Uh, I think the physics yes. of that would be quite. No, that's the bit. It was no, someone like massive. Is that like thing, when you go supposedly? to prison and you pick a fight with the biggest, <laughs> hardest guy? <laughs> I think that's right. It was at Tyne Castle. I want to say, yeah. I think I think you're right, Bud. It, it was basically Martin O'Neill showing, you know, as, as you say, you when you're in prison the first night, you beat someone so that you're not their bitch. Do you think that with me, Albert, though, it was more a case of he seen them coming over quite angry and he thought, ah, you know, I'm going to have to play along here. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is the guy put, that determines how me down, Martin. Big Martin. Yeah. Is. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the thing about Mialbi, which is similar to Andy Hinkle, which is kind of similar to Lustig, uh, he played at such a high level for such a long time and then his body sort of started to break down and he kind of, yeah, he left for Levante. I, I was listening to him on the Open Goal podcast with Simon Ferry and essentially what he said was he got, uh, basically his knee, the cartilage in his knee was gone. Um, so every time he played, that's what the same thing happened to my father. My father had to have a knee replacement Um essentially he signed a contract with Levante. He wanted to sign with Celtic and Celtic were like, look, we, we can do a pay-as-you-play sort of thing, but we can't. Denny almost played for Celtic but signed for Levante? Yes, my father played for Levante. Uh, yeah, friend of the pod. Yes, friend of the pod. That was a great pod. Sorry to go back. You need Denny needs to be in more podcasts. Oh, after the Scottish Cup. Yeah, uh, iconic. Uh, probably a very iconic podcast. Um, but yeah, so essentially, Mialbi's career kind of fell off a cliff like so many players because of maybe his physicality and how he played football as well. As you are mentioning as well, just more recently, um, the, the Simon Ferry podcast when he did speak to Mialbi, it was quite interesting. Um, I was coming, I think, back from holiday and I was listening to it and he was fairly open in saying that he would like to come back under Neil Lennon's management team. And this was before Lennon... Got the full job, full time. Was, you know, had the job. Had a shower and found well, out. Well, of course, I <laughs> made Peter Lawwell uncomfortable and forced him into a position where he had to get out of there. Um, but that's obviously not been forthcoming, which I, I found interesting because we haven't really added a lot of coaches. We don't have a lot. I know we're kind of maybe straining it. I know we're talking about the best of the best. No, no, this I is I did fine. find it interesting. Mialbe no. essentially came out and said, you know, I would be quite happy to come back and work under Neil, you know, a, a couple of years away. I feel as if it would be good. And he Can said about, well, he, he talked about the dynamic between him and Neil Lennon and how sometimes they were actually very different personalities, but in terms of work, they could then need a good understanding. I think the club want to really focus on uh, developing John Kennedy to potentially take over. So I think if Kennedy's your number two, then 
Mialbi would Mialbi be happy coming in and being a first team coach? Maybe I don't know. It's, it's something we, we should. Did, really... Does he come in and then they let him? John Kennedy hold him up against the wall to show the rest of the players that John Kennedy is the alpha. <laughs> as, as John Kennedy puts on his best Irish accent. Sorry, I Paul. That's racist. Who do you have? Magnificent. <laughs> um, he did the hand thing, by the way. Staying in uh, Scandinavia, I've got the future of Celtic's defence. Christopher Ayer. Oh, Christopher Ayer. Has Christian been in here? <laughs> no, Christian has not been in here. I'll, but... I'll be Christian for this. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Oh, Everybody oh, does a Christian on. accent at some point. I like the start of it. I don't know where Christopher Ayer. Uh, he says Ayer, doesn't he? Should we so say I've started saying that now as well. Ayer or Ayer? I've started saying Ayer <laughs> also. Uh, so, Paul, do your impression of uh, Christian Wilson. So, um, uh, uh, first of all, I am Christian. I am very old. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Ayer. Uh, Ronnie Dyla, uh, I sound like I'm from <laughs> not Scandinavia. <laughs> How old is Christian? Jesus, he's aged about twenty years in this impersonation. He just calls me for my age constantly. Uh, right, Chris Iyer. How often do we see a young player in our club mature so quickly into such a promising, uh, brave, talented player who, like Mialbi, has gone from midfield to defence? Yes. Very similar story, good point. I see him as the future Johan Mialbi. I've just come up with that right there. Love it. Future Johan Mialbi. I think he's the kind of player that we should be building our entire defence around, if Tierney goes, um, and encouraging him to do those bombing runs forward. Love it when Chris Iyer bombs forward. Fantastic. Doesn't he score many goals, but I think that's something that will come. Um, he Amazing against Rangers in the first game we played Rangers this season in a kind of high-pressure game. Uh, I think he's improved immeasurably this year and he would be my first choice central defender. Going Fantastic, forward. love it. Um, Bowed Christopher Ayer? <sighs> Absolutely agree. He's a fucking legend already. Um, he is... Gets it again. Back to yep. the Miyabi thing, back to the Lucy thing. Gets it. Big Tim. Big Tim. Massive Tim. Um, he's just... He, he is, he's... There's a worry with a, a ball playing centre-back that can he actually do... Can he... Can he do the dirty stuff? Can, can he, he do, do the food and drink? Aye. Uh, <laughs> the meat and two veg, yeah. yeah. Um, the bread and butter stuff. Come on. Aye. And he, but he absolutely can when it comes to aerial duels, when it comes to uh, whether he has to make a tackle, but he very usually he's just on, he knows where he needs to be. He doesn't have to make these tackles, but when he does, he smashes it. Um, I love the way he uses his arms when he goes up for a header, like he kind of... Yep. Almost like you, yeah, like, like a, yeah, uses his arms like a wrestling figure to kind of bounce up. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the example I think that absolutely encapsulates what Bowd's saying is the Rangers game at home last season when we were down to um, ten, down to ten men. Uh, or sorry, when Rangers were Rangers were down to ten. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, and the one, the two one when Forest yeah. wins. Yeah, um, that last you know thirty minutes of that game, Chris Ayer was an absolute. Machine Colossus. It was just incredible. And everything, every 50-50, every 70-30 against him, he was hell for leather, you know, band, man, ball, everything. And he just went for it. He was... Celebrates tackles. That, that's what I love that, to see. Yeah. You know, he's he's just... And he, what I like, he's obviously learnt some of the dirty parts of the game as well in terms of... Can not, be a wee bit snidey in a well, good way. Well, can be snidey in terms of... Um, 
you know, he claims for absolutely everything. Yeah. Every decision that does not go his way is as if he's been given the most terrible, heartbreaking news. <laughs> I love the way that if a throw-in doesn't go his way, the, the two head in the hands and he goes low. <laughs> oh, that's what I love to see. That's that's a real competitor. I think he's well on his way to being... If we and can keep a hold of him, he's, his name's not brought up a lot, but young centre-half, that height, that speed, everything, he's got all the ability. And he gets in there, and it's something I meant to say about Lustig, when... His teammates are in trouble. He's, yes. he's up there. He's yeah. sort, sorting that yeah. out. He's, he's taking names. He's, he's taking names and he's uh, just writing them down. <laughs> Making a list. Aye. Checking it twice. I shot that there. I had okay, nothing. Hell. I had nothing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Chris Ayer, a lot of people will say it's maybe too early, which, okay, I can kind of I think it is it. too early. But I just thought, kind of, throwing in an occasional I, wee I, surprise. I can again. He could. He could leave this summer, and I would always think he was a Celtic legend. I think he probably will go quite soon. He, I think he loves the club, but just in the I think we will have suitors. He will have English clubs. I think he definitely. I think he's well a lot of money. He's got another soon. big contract in him with us, um, which hopefully, will potentially hopefully we'll get another few years out of him. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so we've got Johan Mielby. Uh, we've got. By the way, just I know this has got nothing to do with this, but Mark Reaper, remember him? What oh, fuck class. What a class, class act. act. Just didn't he play in the, the 2000, yeah. so he, was clo- he, wasn't, he wasn't getting in. But, Bowdy, who have you got? Uh, Mark Reaper. <laughs> 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 no, I have a VVD, Virgil van Dijk. Oh, Virgil van Dijk. Give you a VVD? I, I think do. you should get that checked out. Go to the doctor. I will. <laughs> I was having sex with one of your female relatives, Alan. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What? <laughs> That's how you will get BVD. Do, do you it's want a family that? trait. Do you want that cut out? I would do it. Yeah, that. Oh, by the way, it's not getting cut out. Don't you fucking want that. Um, so you've got VVD. Uh, so you wake up in the morning, you're back from Magaluf, you've got VVD. And just, what a boy. What a boy. What a boy. What a boy. Um, just. I mean, look at him, he's considered the best centre-back in the world right now, basically. Yeah. Um, he strength, strength, agility, speed, um, recovery pace, just got it all. Yep, can play a ball, can make those mazy runs, which we, we've got now in Ayer, but before that, again, it'd been a wee while before we had somebody that could take the ball from the back and... Shepherd it out, not only shepherd it out, barge past fucking people. Remember the, the Rangers game? Was it? I can't remember who he just we played. Oh, Rangers yeah, in the bounces him. just fucking bounces. Is it like uh, I don't know, fucking one of the shite ones they had? Aye, I was gonna say Lucy yeah. Lawless, but like fucking she's Xena, warrior. Princess. <laughs> uh, Nicky Law, Nicky Law, Nicky Law, and he just fucking he just bounces off him because he's uh, a piece of nothing. He's shite, piece of fucking nothing. And Virgil's a man, and he's a man, but yeah, so about uh. Just fantastic. Yeah, I'm just an absolute quality player. Um, I'm assuming we're taking these guys in their time at Celtic as opposed to... Yeah, in their time at Celtic. So, I mean... uh, Let's let's talk about his flaws then. Let's talk about (laughs) Europe. He he chucked it at the end, right? I mean, he did the turn up at the end. Was it the end of the game where he was fucking garbage? He was garbage in Gandhi as well. He wasn't... Yeah, he was. Um, There was in that... He got sent off, enter away. He got sent off. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that annoyed me at the time, people said, oh, he's, his poor performances are because he's too good for Celtic. He's too that good for the league. That is fucking annoying. For yeah, that argument, see Olivier and Jan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that that irritated the fuck out of me. See, if you're not playing because you're too good, then you're not very good. Right. That makes now, you bad. Uh, hold on a minute. It has kind of been proved that he's quite good. <laughs> can I, <laughs> can I just explain though as well that what I have subtly done here yeah, is yeah, talk undermine the argument. Oh, is undermine him so I can get my guy Chris in. It's or Virgil Van Dyke. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Johan. 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 Is, I love Johan, but it's not. He's not a choice right now. This oh. is a this is a tough decision. Oh, T- you cannot turn that face oh, down. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He looks. Is that a yeah, picture he's... from like celebrity come dance with me? Yeah. Because. Or is, is quite is possibly it all the celebrity? I don't know. The, the Swedish version. I think of it may be a, a, a picture from uh, Swedish come and have sex with me. I've never. So I think celebrity come dance with me. Is that a word? Is that just what you've got? Come down with me. And come and come dancing, which hasn't been on telly for about twenty five years. <laughs> come dancing, celebrity, come dancing. Is that what? It, oh. What's the dance one called? It's not. Why are you doing Bristol sides? Strictly, strictly come dancing. That's it. There we go. Strictly come dance with me. Did you bang your head in the interval? <laughs> He's just shouting out TV shows Fuck now. It, I'm giving it to him for us. That was too generation good. game. Bout to shout the generation game. Oh, no, um, I was going to do an impression, but I can't remember. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> to see you, nice. Um, Roger Van Dyke, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably best defender of the current era. I mean, Mialbi, between him and Mialbi, but then it's, they just seem so far apart and it's hard to, but it's like with Jackie Mack and um, who else we can pay Jackie Mack? Lustig. Lustig. Like there was just, there was Hinkle, a gap remember between Hinkle? them. Uh, <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> German? Did he, how many caps did he get for Germany? Can uh, we go back to positions in Revo? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Could we cut in? <laughs> um, Virgil was absolutely brilliant for Celtic and I can't believe we signed him. It was one of those signings because we're not linked with a lot of higher profile teams. Uh, was it, we got him from Groningen. Groningen, um, yeah. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think the argument for us getting him was that there was concerns over the quality of the Eredivisie. <laughs> Bring him to Scotland. That'll, <laughs> that'll prove um, yeah, play against Livingston on Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, I think the combination of him and Denier in that first season they were a good partnership, was yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, I loved him. Scored goals. Uh, I feel like he strolled it up here, but there were occasionally points where that strolling just became a wee bit complacent. Yeah. Um, and that strolling never got us to a, a European final. Like Johan like Mialbi. Johan Mialbi did. What happened in that final? Um, hold on, hold, hold, on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Do you want it? Do you want that stricken from the record, or do you really want to do that? I'm playing the fucking game here, Virgil Van Dyke. I'm being threatened with a Paul. Ball, but you didn't mind point. that there are stoppers coming up. Yeah, and, but and Paul, see that bottle you've got beside it? Smash it <laughs> and stab Bowden in his ratty wee face. Seville team are a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> bunch of fucking losers. I do love the way he will do anything to yeah, win. You've, you've doubled down, I'll give you that there. I tried to call you bluff and uh, you scanted me. You scanted. You, you Anton Rogan them. Not Anton Rogan, Anton, um, <laughs> Anton Rogers. Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing this. Oh. Right, um, let's fucking vote. <laughs> um, we, know how good, well, we know how good Virgil was. Um, and because it wasn't so long ago, Alan has a point. Sorry, Alan. It's, it's got to be Johan here. It absolutely has to be. Virgil was good, but he never. He was good for Celtic. Yeah, it was good watching a player coast in games, but Johan got his hands dirty in the big games and 
Right, so let's Virgil van Dijk us. brought at least what twenty million pounds into this club. So fuck, fuck off, money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's well, what that I'm going to threaten you with. Actually, <laughs> Mil- million dollars. Well, that money we bought Jack Wine Henry knife. and yeah. uh, Jack Henry. We Joe's bought. Also uh, yeah, yeah. Um, right, Paul, who you voting for? I'm torn here because okay, Chris Arier, my my pick was I think in a few years' time will be a genuine contender for this, but right now he's still learning his trade, so. I'm putting him down between Mialbi and Van Dyke. I feel like Mialbi did it against tougher opposition. I, I, I'm an I'm an impartial ju- judge. Chris <laughs> is trying to get me to pick Mialbi, and I'm probably going to pick Mialbi. Good, but should I pick Van Dyke just to? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think if I had to pick, yeah, I'm going with Mialbi. Yeah, fucking idiot. That's my own decision. He says Alan's going to vote for Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> just to confirm. I will be voting for uh, Johan yeah, Mialbi. Yeah. You actually had to look at the, <laughs> the actual... No idea who the guy is. About Chris Iyer. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. Uh, oh, okay, can we go to stoppers now? Uh, Paul or Alan, if you can bring up the stoppers. Um, there's a player in here, Alan. There's a player in here, and I was listening. I hope ba- I get him. I was listening to the timeline Celtics from the other week, uh, from last season, and um, oh, let's oh, hope. I, I know uh, it's going to be. Yeah. Come on, yeah. yes, hello, baby. Is everyone happy? Oh, aye. Fucking right. I'm staring bowed down here. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Okay, uh, that's not the one I was thinking of for you, by the way. But ah, right, okay. uh, so, uh, Paul, who have you got? Bobo's going to get yeah. Bobo Baldy. Um, and the flag of that. Just, uh, then just said on it, Bobo's going to get you. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Alan, who have you got? Dedrick. Dedrick. Dedrick Boyata. Boyata. Judas. He's not dead. You can't say no, the He's not with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Dead to me. Um, Boud. Stanislav Big Bastard Burger. Oh, yes. yes. Right, here we go. So, okay. but, oh, I'm torn. So, uh, when I was listening back to the timelines that we did, I think the one that uh, the three of us were on, the four of us were on, sorry. Um, and it was a season where we played AC Milan and stuff, and Varga came in, and uh, I slagged Varga off, and you get quite aggressive. Well, you're going to be a dick. Somebody <laughs> will call you a dick. And so, Maybe your podcast, but, yeah, you know. Listen, it's all of our podcasts, uh, but mainly mine. Um, and so, so Stan Vargas, so I threw that in as a wee curveball just for you, because uh, there was a number of players uh, that, in terms of, there's a lot of shite, man. Daniel Mistorovic and all this. <gasps> terrible. Oh what a song, though. Jobby, jobbies. Loved it. What was the song again? <laughs> I, I won't be singing it. <laughs> two weeks in a row you've tried to get him. To I sing. always, yeah, I always <laughs> like the song for players, eh? Right. I'm, I'm not going to sing it. So, um, right, we'll start with, we started with Bowd last time. Paul, talk me through who you've got. If this category is stopper. Stopper. Right, so we're talking nails. Yep. The hardest Celtic defender in living memory is Bobo Baldi. Dian Bobo Baldi. He would... He would lay on a bed of nails for you, right? Never heard. Tackle. That's a weird analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an un- oh, unusual so it's request. It's quite relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it's good for it's the back <laughs> posture. I've got also on a football pitch, point, completely pointless. Get, what, well, are doing? what are you doing? What are you doing? All those nails. How many <laughs> headers did Bobo lose? Minus five. Hunters. That's what I heard. Oh, I just heard. What was this off my pal who was a cousin? <laughs> what was his XH? His expected headers. 
45 billion. What was his expected shite bag? None. Zero. Zero. Right. Bobo was, the boxer Baldy. Truly, he was, a, again, another colossus. He was absolutely enormous. Terrifying. Imagine playing against them, right? So, but with a sweetheart. Oh, yeah, with the heart, heart, of a, heart of a mouse, but the soul of a lad. Oh, I, I really? heard they used to take chocolates into training every day for the boys. Training. <laughs> you're, you're literally <laughs> training. <laughs> I was between my Brendan Rogers impersonation <laughs> that I've been working on. Training. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, that may, may, may let me ju- Let me true. jump in and give you a bit of a thing. Uh, I remember Baldy against Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, we, we played Ronaldinho, uh, sorry, we played, we played Barcelona and Ronaldinho was in the team in 2004 and Baldy puts a tackle on him in the first five minutes and it's one of those where you can see Ronaldinho going, do you know what, I don't fucking fancy this. And every time Ronaldinho got the ball, Baldy would clatter into him. Now, Ronaldinho at that point was, I, think, I don't know if he'd won the Ballon d'Or that year, the year before, or he was one of the most exceptional footballing talents in the world. And he still obviously created chances and stuff, but Baldy just set the. You're going to have a hard game. You, you might beat me once or twice, which he did, obviously, because he's Ronaldinho. But Baldy just went in, and he was just like, "I'm just going to fucking do you." Hard and fair. Hard and fair, to be fair. And uh, Baldy, I just how many headers did he score? It was so dangerous from when, when Martin O'Neill kind of focused on set well, pieces. Wasn't that Martin O'Neill style as well? Just perfect, just strong as strong as hell at the back, and with him and Mialbi and Valharan. It was, they were really almost unstoppable. Perfect. You get Valharan's pace, you get Baldy's strength, and you get Mialbi's intelligence. And it, the back, that back three really just worked so well together. And it really set the scene for what we kind of did. Um, and but also, he didn't ever make one high-profile mistake. <laughs> a sing, not a single oh, mistake. Oh, that's a very good point. No, so, none um, of Ibrooks. So I guess... Uh, and none on an even bigger stage. So I guess this is that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, excellent, Paul. The, the perfect defender, Bobo Baldy. By the way, this has went from this is just really competitive. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to just absolutely thingy. Um, Paul, uh, talk, uh, Alan, yes. talk me through the Bobo Baldy. When he came in, you just didn't really know what to expect. I think there was always this the argument, and kind of still to this day that he was. You know, big, straightforward, like to play the game a single way, but I, I don't think that was really true. Um, I think his speed is something, especially when we first had him. His yeah. speed across the ground was incredible. Um, I just, it was, there was an aura about him that you really, as a centre half, it's quite hard to develop. You know, you maybe get defenders who score goals, who are popular for that. But, you know, a player would be, say, maybe taking the ball and taking it into a corner, maybe, and if, Baldy was 15, 20 yards behind him. The noise of the stadium just grew and grew, grew and grew, grew until he got closer to him. And it was almost this, that would be quite nerve-wracking for a player because he is a very physically imposing person. There's, there's no getting by that. But he was talented. He was very quick across the ground. Um, Good recovery pace if he did make a absolutely. mistake. Absolutely. And, and obviously then when the crowd started chanting, Bobo's going to get you now, that was probably more fun for us than it was for anybody else. But... The whole stadium would be singing it. You know, it's hard to imagine that now singing for a centre half. But back in the days, I know back in the days that sounds a bit bad. Actually. It was 15, 16 but, years ago, to be fair. You know, you really were. You had a full stadium singing 
about a cent and a half, Bobby's going to get you. And I mean, occasionally it did get someone, but you're always great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we can't lie about that. That was always cracking, but there was. There was just an awe about him. There was William always, he, he didn't do a lot of interviews. He didn't have a lot yeah. to say. And certainly I can't imagine him going to the press about needing a new contract or anything like that. No, so, of course. No, I mean, um, he wasn't his own agent on anything. But and I, initially, yeah, there was. He was he was incredible. He was great to watch. He was a different type of centre half to the other guys we had as well. That's what that back three that we kind of look at, Valham, um, Mialbe and Bobo, they really did all complement each other. Perfectly. Um, and they developed a great, you know, call it like, dynamic synergy, whatever. And they were just really, really worked well. And Bobo was huge to that. And yeah, but I, we'll, we'll go on to talk about other guys. Bout thoughts on Bobo Baldy? Dear Bobo Baldy and from Toulouse. Is Christopher Julien the new Bobo Baldy? Hopefully, because Bobo was incredible. Um, the fact we got him for fuck all is also Aye. a bonus as well. No need to swear word, but you know. Well, you know. It's so it's not the worst thing you said in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, and we were talking about Bobo's going to get you. I mean, it's te- it must be terrifying enough being a striker playing against Bobo Baldy and then to just hear. 60,000 people to start chanting that. I mean, that must have actually had a psychological effect on. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I think that's a really good point because I think it would have. And and also, I remember we were really drunk one time, running down Suckell Street, shouting, "Bowdy's going to get you!" <laughs> As you were just started halfing people <laughs> randomly. <laughs> after we were out <laughs> less imposing, you know, he doesn't have the same physical characteristics. Has to be said, Chris Bowd. Yeah, he's, he's not as imposing. Yeah. Sorry, Bowd, but you know. After after t- you saw him last week at that party we had. I did. Yeah. I was trying to just keep out his way. But Physically like, imposing is certainly. It was like a dinosaur. His vision was based on movement, <laughs> so uh, I just essentially tried not to move. It's not untrue, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, it really did work. Um, and I remember when Larson returned, and we oh, brilliant! Yeah, chanting. we're not allowed to say that name in this podcast. I don't know if you heard that at the start. Yeah. Sorry, well, we can uh, use it as a, a reason that Bobo Baldi's good, because um, we just had to show Larson as much as we all love him, and he was a servant to the club. He left us, and <laughs> Celtic is bigger. That's, than, what, that's what matters. That, there's so, a lot of heart inside Chris Bowd, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, is. <laughs> he's been hurt so many, much. many times. Um, John Carew as well, toughest opponent he ever oh, had. That's right, yeah, Baldi. that's right. Oh, wow. uh, that was um, like Soccer M or something they were talking about about it, yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of guys, a couple of random strangers who were having it on a Saturday night out, toughest opponent they had, Chris Bowd. Bowdy's going to get when you have them for no reason. Yep. And uh, some bins down. So uh, so we've got Baldy who But is, well I need to interject as well though, because we talked about how some of my guys got a bit shit towards the end of their career. <laughs> Bobo Baldy was shite. <laughs> Bobo Baldy had about six months of being terrible. He was thrown under the bus by he wait, spent the last year of his contract going around Glasgow taking pictures. Uh, he became like a photography student. Um, he also was his own agent and he, um, he you know he, he, he leaked rumours to the press that Bayern Munich weren't giving Elfin on a deal and all this uh, and he got a big bumper deal that's one thing about O'Neill that kind of issues in terms of giving guys contracts that he trusted even when it was they were past sale by date I, I, I think the one thing we need to maybe think here is is that's fine you know we've, we've said that about um, Bobo I think now that we're moving on I, I don't <laughs> think we should discuss <laughs> off the field issues that might potentially hamper your selection choices so who, I think we should move on who have you got you've got um, oh sorry let me just check <laughs> oh, I've got Dedrick Boyard but Dedrick Boyard uh, so with that in mind you know we are just talking about on the field we don't want to leave ourselves <laughs> open to slander of course just to be clear um, so 
So when you know players turn up to play on the field, that's they're, they're exceptional. I mean, You're absolutely right, and that, that's well, what we will be talking about. Yeah, it's very important that they do turn up, though. Yeah, <sighs> listen, we've talked about Boyata. We're all blue in the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's everybody talk knows. Some more. Let's, talk some more. Let's, let's do on the field. You know, we've spent you know money on Julien, and I hope that he is. You know. I hope he's worth every penny. I'm sure he will be. Um, we've got Jozo. We've got. Chris. Are you not I, talking what? about Boyad? <laughs> Are you wait, well, it's just that if you can, everybody knows I'm a big fan. Of, everybody knows I'm a big fan of Dedrick Boyata. Are I you trying to was... change the format of the podcast halfway through <laughs> so you don't lose? Um, Dedrick was. I, I think he, he started really slowly at Celtic. I think everybody thought yeah. after the game against um, the semi final. Um, and Ronnie's that's right yeah um, when he went off he went off ways yeah you know but he was he was, he'd had a horrible time before that really struggled couldn't you know pass 10-12 yards get caught in the ball got himself injured and I think everybody thought when Brendan Rodgers came in that would be the last of it but he kind of got himself together um, simplified his game a lot and then he started to add things onto the game and really I think what we had last year was a, a defender at the top of his game and for us, I think he's going to be a really difficult player to replace. I hope Julien can do it. Yeah, there's a lot of off-the-field stuff. You know, what happened in Athens last year was really unforgivable um, in a lot of ways. But, you know, in football, you need to just go on with it. And, you, you know, the player was staying. We couldn't have left, lost him. I don't think we would have won a treble treble if he hadn't been there. Um I think he had a great two, three years at Celtic. I really think he was yeah, yeah, at the top of his game. He went to the World Cup and I think he was hoping that he would go and really put in a really good show in that World Cup and it didn't quite pan out for him. Um, that Maybe that level just a bit too high, but over the last two, three years, I think he's been fantastic. I think he's going to be a huge, I think, huge I think, player to replace and I hope Julien can be better, but I think... I think Boyata will be disappointed that he's at Hertha Berlin. I think so as well. I think he'll, he'll be disappointed that the only club that came in from was Fulham, who were on odds on to get relegated anyway. Yeah. And so, I I'm, I'm surprised though that there aren't other teams who did take a. a that, that's know, why see at the end of the, the end of the league campaign when he you know we had that interview when we won the league and he said you know if you know if things had been different I might have you know if I'd maybe got what I wanted sort of thing. I think he'd maybe started to realise that, you know what, I'm not as hot shit as I think I am and I could do worse than staying at Celtic and play at least Europa League football and win more trophies. So I think he probably regrets it deep down. I, I can't believe that. I don't think, I said we talked about it before actually, I think before the season had finished and I said, look, I don't think it's closed. I don't think Boyata is 100% away and then you know a couple of weeks later comes out with that and I think the the money that he's on at Hearth is not too far away from what Celtic probably would be willing to pay, or oh, around about thirty-eight thousand pounds a week. So you know, 40, we're, pay, we're paying now. Scott Sinclair thirty-seven. So, um, so things like that, I, I don't think. But I think there was maybe an idea in the head that the club had thought not after last year we're not making you one of the highest-paid players at the club, which is fine. You know, I understand that, but. I can't believe that an English club hasn't taken a punt on him for 50 grand a week. Genuinely, I find that incredible. Paul um, Carlin, as a player, Dedrick Boyata. Uh, I forgive him, by the way. I forgive him. Oh, I, said this, I said this in the podcast we did recently. Um, I forgive him. I think now that we know what Brendan Rodgers really was like, sorry, the rat yes. was like, um, there was some kind of cloud over that whole thing. Anyway, as a player, yeah, I agree that he this season he was our best defender. Best central defender. I think he just overcame some of his own insecurities 
maybe a lack of self-belief or lack of confidence in his own ability. But on his day, a great rock in the heart of defence for Celtic. Scored some really <coughs> important goals for us this season as well. Yeah. Um, I liked him. Um, I mean, a Belgian international, for God's sake. Number one team in the world. Like, it's insane that there's it's a... It's almost like Germany, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> See, just one other thing. If you're looking at a, a quick visual example, look at Deirdre Boyata when he signed for us to look at him physically when he left. This is a player who's changed his... Changed yeah, hair do, certainly. Well, changed his hair, you know. Over and above that, though. <laughs> um, physically, he is a very imposing... Whereas when he yeah. came in, he was... It was a bit. It was kind of puppy fat. I think. Know, he, I think he'd only. I don't know if you get that at twenty four. Yeah, he but hadn't he, played games. That's, that's the thing. I think he was, if he came to his younger, because he's like twenty. No, twenty seven. Twenty eight. Going to be twenty nine in November. So he spent most I, of his career at Celtic. Yeah. Well. well as I, in terms, most of more his games first for Celtic. Career, yeah. yeah. First team. Yeah, is I mean, yeah. He's way more for us than all the other teams he's played games. But I think if he came to us a couple of years earlier, he was a little bit younger. We could have got another contract out of him yeah. I think he's seen it as now is the time I need to move and get a big deal because in two years time he's not going to be able it, it to d- it didn't quite materialise I don't think he's seen himself playing for Hertha Berlin in the Bundesliga no. you know it could be a good move there trying to move Develop forward something. a bit but Michael Peet's still the director of football yeah I think he is yeah. I, I, I don't think plus he's, he's obviously going to work with a great alumni Andy Tom who we oh, that's right, love yeah. to mention on every podcast available every one available Um so yeah, that's my kind of, I think I've talked about Boyata a lot this year. Do you know, do I you don't know, think he's out of place in this discussion. Do you know who's a terrible, terrible tra- uh, player? Josh Windass. Bowed. Um, <laughs> public information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Bowed. Stanislav Varga. I am tempted to keep my argument to six words. Yeah. And those six words are, all we need is Stanislav Varga. It's a great song. Guy had a great song. All we need is oh, Stanislav Varga. Stanislav Varga. By the way, what Stanis- are the Green Brigade singing to the tune of Moonlight Shadow right now? Right now? Or like not right now, but in uh, Celtic part in the last like couple of months, last few games of the season. You know the song Moonlight Shadow by Mike Oldfield? Yeah. They were singing a song to that tune and I couldn't make out the words. I don't know the tune. Sorry, I'm really not I'm obviously not going to sing it. Paul, you're on. a drummer. Sing. This is a, <laughs> this is a no singing podcast. Drum it out. Uh, <laughs> racist no singing podcast. Uh, sorry. You should maybe cut that bit out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyone knows the answer to that. Could they please tweet at 90 Minutes Cynic. At 90 Minutes Cynic. And uh, let or, us know. Uh, or what we might know someone. I'll ask. I'll ask. But Stanislav Varga um, absolutely <laughs> fucked that against AC Milan and Bayern Munich, didn't he? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, a, he was a big, hard bastard. That is true. He was... He, I mean, he, he came in, he took, he, he took care of business. Took command of the central defence situation. He actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, he actually was far better than... My memory serves me because when we've done the timeline Celtic stuff, I've I've got like season reviews and I've went back and looked at individual games and uh, the high profile mistake, the one against Bayern Munich where he just kind of headers the ball into the air is the one that everyone remembers, which is very unfair because Bayern Munich at that point were, were really excellent. Um, he was brought in from Sunderland as a sort of stopgap. There, there was no but expectation he, on him. No, I think yeah, that's what... And he, 
he was a free, similar to the Ramon Vegas situation. Oh. I would say he's a player who came in with little expectation and actually done very well. Yeah, yeah. done very well. Absolutely, he did, he did an absolute job. The other thing is when he left Sunderland, I, I don't know what it was, but there was definitely a falling out. So I think that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck them, right? Yeah, aye, Sunderland. Yeah, sure. Aye. <laughs> Why not? I don't have a lot to work with here, guys, okay? Um, how many games did they play? Have you got his profile? Uh, did he not there? score? He scored against um, in Europe, uh, AC Milan. Did he not? Did he not score a header in a European? Did he? No, yeah, I think we drew. We drew with AC Milan. I didn't say we won. 80 appearances, 10 goals. So that's pretty, one in eight. For, that's that, I mean, bad. that's the wiki number, so that's not that, But it's still either. decent. Um you know, Stanislav Varga, I think, in terms of stoppers, that where, as Alan says, came in... clearly a very famous water polo player called Varga who's <laughs> making it difficult for me to find his goal. So Stan came in and, uh, as Alan says, low expectations, uh, made a couple of high-profile mistakes, but in really high-pressured games. You're talking about um, Bayern Munich away and I think AC Milan away as well. He scored against yeah, AC Milan in the San Siro. Yeah, I'm watching That's it right, right now. Fucking right, so he did. A bullet... Um, Fantastic! Yeah, it's a great header. I knew it was. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's not a game where um, Inzaghi. Yeah, I fucking Inzaghi. Dick. Prick. But yeah, so Stan's a kind of um, Vargas. A sort of when we say Stan, we mean Petrov. But Vargas is very much a sort of cat amongst the pigeons. Um, and so interesting. Uh, thoughts on Stan Varga? Yeah, um, I, he was one. I think one great season. Um, I think it was the one we did a timeline for. Yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Um, the issue was when it was like if if they were playing two central defenders with the Verners, him and Baldi, and and two very powerful, yeah. slow defenders, that just doesn't work. And unfortunately, he would be the scapegoat because we love Baldi. And, yeah. Um, well, maybe we don't. We haven't voted <laughs> yet, Paul. <laughs> maybe we'll pick Dedrick. <laughs> See if um, I just keep saying Dedrick. Do you think there could be some sort of subliminal influence here? Where no, Rick is dead. No. Dedrick. Anyway, so Paul, sorry. I I know. I think Stan's very much the we we the, stand the Susan Lucci of the Celtic defence of the early two thousands. We stand Varga. That's what I'm. I mean, I've got slogans. I've got songs, guys. <laughs> you get fuck all else. <laughs> <laughs> you get stickers. Right, let's vote. Uh, so I'm going to start with Aldo. Albert, Alphonse, I would take either of those. Before Alfonso, Aldo. remember Alfonso when he played for Real? Uh, Real I'll, I'll take Alfonso. The Fonzie. I'll take Alfonso. I think I've got to go Bobo. Um, I, I would love to, you know, vote for my own man here, Dedrick, but what a, what happened last year, I think, precludes him from putting him in such illustrious company, and I'm happy to accept that. Um, but, Stan, in te- but in terms of ability, he's... In he's, terms of ability, I think he's I think he's a great centre-half. I think he's a great pickup for Hertha. But in terms of what we are picking here... And what the, again, going back to what these guys achieved, Dedrick's been a huge part of um, the treble treble. But I, I think I'm going to go Bobo. I, I just don't think I can pick Dedrick for a best of the best, given what happened last year. I think it does preclude me a wee bit. Sorry. Paul. I'm picking one guy. Bobo. Bobo. Again. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, a, he's a legend. Again. Celtic legend. Bowed. Bobo's going to get my vote. Yep. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's uh, Bobo Baldi. So that's a defence. So let me talk you through it. Uh, Arthur Boric and goals, which was Paul's pick. Uh, Michael Lustig at right back, which was Alan's pick. Uh, Kieran Tierney at left back, which was Bowd's pick. Um, and the two centre halves are 
Johan Mialbi, which was Alan's pick, and Boba Baldy, which was Paul's pick. Mistakes have been made. Neck and neck here. 